The information presented in this program is not intended as legal, health, or nutritional advice. All topics are provided for informational purposes only and are not necessarily endorsed. Neither Light On nor its host accepts responsibility for any statements, views, or opinions presented in this episode. All rights reserved. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome Play us in, baby. I love it. Like, welcome to a light on podcast. Yeah. Do some it doesn't get much better than that. I'm going to have to like use that opening. <laughs> um, yeah, I walked into the bar and I saw over in the corner, legs up to heaven, <laughs> six inch stilettos, no glasses. That was awesome. <laughs> you got to play it like that guy in that post that you that you posted the other day, though, Remy. Which one was that? Remember the guy was just like, I don't know, he was like banging the keys all oh, over. Oh, Sun Ra. Yeah. He's just like, oh man. Yeah, yeah. He goes crazy like that. Yeah, that guy. Cool. Okay. Well, no. as Remy said, welcome to a, a light on. So that I don't podcast. What? Sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Give me a second. I'm going to yeah. turn the keys down just in case. So, so I don't like, if I hit them, they don't make any noise. No worries. Okay. We're good. All right. <laughs> welcome to a light on podcast. Um, Today we are joined by, you go by Big Country, yes? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Big Country from the Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies podcast. And of course, my good friend, Remy Vega, who is a notorious individual around here. So uh, yeah, I was on your show several months back now. I don't even remember yeah. what it was, but uh, we had a good chat. So I thought yeah. uh, we'd have another chat. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on, and, and nice to meet you, Remy. Uh, glad to be glad to be here and, and talk some some sense into yeah. this world. Absolutely. Um, I saw you. Let's try. Uh, I saw you promoting. Uh, I think your maybe newest episode about um, was it about the murder of Chester Bennington, and I, I think Chris Cornell may have been included, but I'm not sure. Yeah, so that's um, actually um, a live episode that we're doing on the seventeenth. Okay. It'll be live on Rockfin and Twitch, um, and then the episode will drop on the main show if you don't watch it live on Friday. Um, and we're gonna be bringing in like uh, we kind of have like an uh, unofficial fourth host of the show. Um, yeah, Noel Rodriguez. Uh, we call him Tank, like from The Matrix, but um, <laughs> his research is impeccable and. What kind of propelled this was the month of October. Well, specifically Halloween is the most notorious night of the year for kids to come up missing. And um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the second uh-huh. biggest year for human trafficking is a Super Bowl. And it just so happens the Super Bowl is in Arizona this year. Um, so that was what kind of propelled this this series of, of talking about um, child trafficking and 
and getting the the exposure out there. And if you know anything about Chester Bennington and Chris Cornell, they were working on a documentary together with Anthony Bourdain and Avicii and a couple other people. Uh, And they were going to supposedly, right. We could say that suppose expose some, some elites, uh, politicians, people in Hollywood, the music industry. Wow. And uh, so you guys know the rest. They're all waxed now, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I had only like dipped my toe into that conspiracy. Like I, I maybe did a couple searches on it and I was just like, oh, weird. But yeah. I never really looked into it. You never really know with like the 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 uh, celebrities who die, you know, like because automatically people are like, well, he said stuff and like, you know, there's this conspiracy. So you never know like what's true or not. But there was I remember there was some shady stuff like in, in the way in which they, you know, quote unquote, hung themselves um, from a doorknob. I think both of them were yeah, both uh, of them which, with a belt. Yeah, which is symbolic of like you said something you weren't supposed to say. Yeah, it's, um, I, I would say it's like a calling card. Okay. Um, and uh, Robin Williams, I think, was another one. Right. A- and uh, what's interesting about that is I-, I feel like these people that carry out these acts, you know, the call them Hitman or whatever, the Illuminati, the New World Order, Lizard people, whatever, mm-hmm. um, they all have their calling cards. And the people that are involved in that industry know what it is. So when Anthony, uh, or not Anthony Bourdain, um, Chris Cornell, when he died, I think Chester knew because he saw the, the he, you know, he was hanged um, on a doorknob by a belt. Right. And there's, there's, there's all kinds of things that we'll get into when we do the episode, but um, it really deeply impacted him. And um, I think he knew his time was coming near. Um but he kind of said, fuck it. I'm going, or sorry, if I can't curse on your show, sorry. No, you can absolutely say anything. Oh, okay. Um, and he just kind of kept going through with it. And um, it's, it's, it's pretty scary, man. When, when you look at certain things like that and you start tying these things together that you're not going to hear from the media. Um, and it, it's, it's a dark path. Like hmm. these topics are not fun to go into. Yeah. Chris Cornell was big for me, man, because like I grew up on grunge and, you know, like Nirvana Soundgarden was probably like super unknown was one of the first albums I ever purchased, like ever, ever picked Mm -hmm. up in a store. And I listened to that like on my way to school before school. I mean, I loved that album. Uh, It was so good. So I was yeah, I was devastated when when we lost that voice. I mean, Mm -hmm. That was like one of the best voices since Kurt Cobain, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And for sure, Courtney Love killed fucking Kurt Cobain. Oh, yeah. I, I actually like I wrote articles on that um, really? back when I was. Yeah. When I was like publishing some articles here and there, um, it was kind of based on like all the documentaries. Uh, I was around that time that the new uh, Soaked in Bleach uh, one came out um, and it ended up getting like uh, the the director and stuff ended up reposting it and stuff but uh yeah that like absolutely i i believe that there's some shady shit that went on and Cur- like if you know corny or you know like you've um just kind of seen her character you don't no one would trust that bitch yeah <laughs> i mean yeah and she the, the thing that did it for me was like she had a practice sheet 
of Kurt's writing. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not weird at all. Yeah, like, right. And no, like nobody ever talked about it really. Yeah. Well, what's interesting too is is if you look at some of these artists um, and some of the music videos they've done, or even lyrics, you, you catch kind of some snippets in certain in certain songs of stuff that they were trying to expose slowly. And yeah. for the people in the know, like if you look at um, Hunger Strike, right, uh, which was actually not by Soundgarden, but Chris Cornell was in uh, the head of the dogs, statue of dog, something like that. It was before he was in Soundgarden song uh-huh. Hunger Strike. One of the lyrics in that song, which was what we promoted or promoting the show with the live show was they're farming babies while the slaves are all working. It's a lyric in his song. So now if you look at that lyric and tie it to what they were trying to expose, it gets a little eerie, you know, Yeah. or, or, or even Chester with, you know, I, um, what is it? Uh, gone so long, got so hard, but in the end it never even mattered or whatever. Right. Um, right. and he's talking about this battle because there is a theory out there that, um, he knew who his biological father was. But he never said it like he never publicly came out and said it. Uh, he always referred to someone as Papa, um, which was actually his stepdad. That was not his biological father. And if you put oh, yeah, I never talk about that. a still image of Podesta right next to Chester Bennington, oh, they look I like they I've could seen, be identical. Like a, that's twins. it. That's, I, was yeah. trying to, I was trying to remember who it was. Mm-hmm. That's who it is. I've seen mm-hmm. a meme of that before, for sure. Uh, yeah. Or um, <clears throat> even if you look Another at... Another artist... Go ahead. Go, go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh yeah, no. I would say another artist that um, I don't. I don't think very often gets brought up, kind of in this, you know, like kind of the that family of people who are like potentially, you know, who are potentially troublemakers that got offed, is um, Jeff Buckley. Oh really? Um, because really? he supposedly drowned. Yeah, because his yeah his death was really weird. You know, like there was yeah. like there was something weird about about the details of the whole drowning. Like he was like by himself and like, they just, but like there was certain, certain things that he had said during interviews and like, and that song, the sky uh, is called the sky is a landfill. Like if you read the lyrics to that, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, I don't know. It it seems like it's, there's some exposure there, but it's, you know, that's not something that I've looked super, super heavily into, but it's just, it comes to mind when thinking about these kind of artists. So, you know, he had a, um, he had a, his dad was in the music industry too. Right. So it's like, you, you know what I mean? Thinking about these people who have these kind of like this, like nepotism there. That's like, they're kind of almost born into it. And that, that, yeah, the whole thing with, with Chester's potential, the, the pictures with Podesta, that's, that always like creeps me out. Man. Yeah. I don't know. There, there's such plausible deniability though, because, you know, he was another one who had like issues with depression and, and I think he talked openly about it. So you never really know, like, and, you know what my my thing is with that stuff is how do they choose you know because there are tons of people who speak out on things and nothing ever happens to them Mm -hmm. and you could argue maybe like oh well they're controlled op or something i don't know but i think there's plenty of people who don't get killed so it's like who do they who do they decide how do they decide right it has something to do with like the level of their oath or something because like if they didn't swear to to secrecy at a certain level, maybe, I, I mean, speculatively, mm. then there's, there's a potential that like, depending on what level 
their the oath that they took was like they may just be like you know affiliates and not necessarily like full-on members or something you know and you know the, the, the ritual aspect of those circles that it's like they almost like follow it to a fault and it's kind of you know maybe just that's just a guess you know like a kind of sure. speculation maybe based off of kind of how i've seen the systems work by you know yeah. digging into how the initiation and and like how the oaths are held and stuff like that. when you, you say know? oaths what like is there a specific group that you think they're a part of i don't i've always i've always um wondered like if um what if like oto was one of the ones that's like really heavily involved in the music industry and the entertainment industry um because even if you go to like the ordo templi orientis website like it even says it says somewhere on their website like that they have you know we we have high membership or we have membership in you know entertainment and and movies and like right. a, it's kind of like their claim to fame or whatever so i've always i've always thought that that might be one but i mean who's to know if if it even has like an official name and title and website, you know, I don't know. Right. Yeah. I think it also, uh, a part that plays into it perhaps is, uh, do they have a cover story? Right. So Chester Bennington, uh, was assaulted as a child. He, he came out and spoke openly about that. Right. Um, so he did deal with depression. Um, so him killing himself, there's already a backstory. Oh, he's depressed. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course he did. He's a drug addict, alcoholic. He was struggling. Chris Cornell, same thing. Oh, drug addict, alcoholic. Robin Williams, clinically depressed. It was public yeah. that he was clinically depressed, right? Um, someone like Amy Winehouse, same deal. I mean, it's ironic that she's singing a song about go to rehab, but no, no, no. Uh, is there know. a conspiracy for her too? Uh, she, uh, I believe she's part of the 27 club, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, that's true. That is weird. The 27 club. There's a lot of people in that, right? Yeah. Well, and even if you look at someone like Michael Jackson, I don't know if I would necessarily, uh, put all my eggs in a basket that he was absolutely a pedophile. Um, I think he, was, I don't think he was, I, I think that was a schmear campaign yeah. against him. But if you watch one of his videos specifically, um, they don't care about us. Okay. There is a scene where he like punches when he says, uh, I think he says you, they will never get me or they will never kill me. And he's like punching towards the triangle with the all seeing eye in it. Mm -hmm. Oh shit. And he was actually openly in a kind of a battle, so to speak with Sony over yeah, the rights yep. to his music and stuff. Right. Um, so, you know, some people might say that, ah, oh, you're looking too much into it. Bad things happen all the time. Well, of course they do. Of course they do, right? But uh, it's an odd amount of people that die the same way, die under the same mysterious circumstances when they have a lot of people surrounding them saying that we never saw this coming. Because generally we when somebody harms themselves in a regular, you know, Joe Schmo citizen, there's some signs that you can pick up on that people are aware of. Um, I just, I, I think it's... Uh, it doesn't do it justice just to just to write it off as whatever the script is written for us. Yeah. At least some of the time, right? Like you can't like there's, you know, and it's like when there's so many overlapping like variables, like it, you're you're you know applying Occam's razor, you're 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 doing yourself more of an injustice by 
by disregarding the possibility in so in a lot of cases mm -hmm. and it's like i think there's another you know with one of the connections too is like the ucla psychiatric hospital that both prince and michael jackson were treated by and it was the same the same psychiatrist as well that had had seen them sure. you know months or within a year of them you know frequently within them a year of them you know dying so it's like yep. yeah when you have that many coinciding factors like you're really you're really um you're citing outside of occam's razor you know occam's razor the idea that like whatever requires the least assumptions is the one that's most likely true you know mm -hmm. the hypothesis that's most likely true so i think that under those circumstances when you're when you're trying to analyze or at least come to some type of semblance of clarity around stuff like that like it's kind of do the math you know when there's right when there's that many things you know how i know michael jackson wasn't a pedophile is because they outed him as a pedophile in the media <laughs> everywhere a, yeah how many really pedophiles do you see them talking about openly in the media i mean they had a campaign against this dude 24 7 they were constantly taking him to court you know, like yeah. the cops were just looking for reasons to arrest Michael Jackson, like trying to get like forced confessions out of kids. Um, and, you know, then you have like, I don't know if you ever watched the or the I, I don't remember their names, but there was two prominent uh, people who came out and they had said like, oh, Michael Jackson molested them in a part of Neverland. Uh, and then it was uh, discovered that that part of Neverland didn't even exist when they said it happened. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. So there, there's all yeah. kinds of just like bullshit against Michael Jackson that didn't even. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of side on, I kind of side on that. He wasn't honestly, like yeah. I, I, you know, and maybe there's a bit of a bias cause I'm like a, I'm like a huge fan of his music, but, <laughs> yeah, he was great. but at the same time though, just being rational, I'm like, it, yeah, I mean, there's, it just seems like it was a little bit too conveniently lined up with, you know, the time that he was, going against some of the like nastiest yeah you know uh executives in the in the rec recording industry and stuff so it's like yeah i don't i i've at, fir at first i was just like oh yeah he was definitely he was definitely a weirdo, sure you know but i mean he was he was he was weird for sure yeah like, like there was but there was also more to that too but i yeah well he had a fucked up childhood i mean he didn't yeah. really have a childhood so it, may, it makes mm -hmm. sense that he you know he, it seemed like he genuinely loved kids. You know what I mean? Like he wanted to just spend time with them because he was like living vicariously through them. And yeah. I mean, he helped a lot of kids. Um, yeah. It seemed it seemed genuine to me. But, you know, there's I guess there's always a possibility. Yeah. Well, even Macaulay Culkin, who's an absolute freak, came out and said, <laughs> yeah, Michael uh, never he never touched me. He never did anything. Why is he a freak? Mm -hmm. uh, he's just a. Oh, dude. Yeah, he's he got a whole bunch of he got a whole bunch wacko. of wacko yeah he's strange he has a whole bunch of yeah he's got like some some like weird um a few years back with uh some weird merch that he was putting out and he's got this weird pizza like band some, right yeah and then there was like some guy that was like that called him out by name was like you were there like in seattle like for like this whole crazy like underground tunnel thing it was it was really it was nasty yeah and i mean in then that video that movie he he played in um you know, he played that, uh, that the party monster. Yeah. And that guy, that actual dude, once he was released, he's, he was like, um, I forget the guy's name is like Michael or something like that. Yeah. Um, I think Michael so. something. Yeah. He, when he was released from prison, cause he had like 
he was like in prison for like killing someone or or yeah or something crazy right like but he was released and he was hanging out with that that little uh drag kid that little drag queen kid desmond oh uh-huh oh for and there real? Were, and he was like interviewing him and then the background of of the video uh that dude um i have to remember his name gosh this is gonna drive me crazy there was a, a a painting behind him and it was like kids like hopscotching and then it had a, a bottle of rohypnol on the like the bottom of the painting that he had while he was interviewing this kid right like and that's the character that macaulay culkin was playing in that movie so that's yeah. just you know it's a little bit it's it's suggestive and like borderline incriminating i don't know right. in, in my perspective that's it's, yeah, it's weird. hard. It's hard to believe that somebody who grew up in Hollywood would come out normal, to be honest. I mean, ha- having been oh, yeah. in the system myself, uh, I've seen a lot of the young kids who get like, you know, indoctrinated into it young and uh, they just turn out. I mean, best case scenario, they turn out to be like total douchebags, you know, narcissists. Right. But, I think um, I think the ones that end up living a relatively normal life after some type of childhood stardom are the ones that you don't see and do movies anymore. They got married, they have families, right. they work a regular job. Right. Um, you know, uh, cause, um, my son who's 18 months old, likes watching Disney movies. Right. And mm-hmm. before everyone launches nukes at me, <laughs> you believe in nukes. <laughs> I fully know what Disney is. We've done an episode about it. Right. But if he wants to watch Zootopia because he's freaking out or wants to hang out for a bit, okay, fine. But we know what Disney is and has always been, right? Like the CIA bought Disney his own country in Florida. Um, but some of the movies that are on there are some of the ones that I watched as a kid, like from the 90s, like Brink and Johnny Tsunami. And so yeah. I started thinking like, whatever happened to those guys? Dude, the guy that played Brink, He's like married to a real estate agent. And they have like two kids. Oh, I remember Brink, the skateboard. Thing, oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, that was actually rollerblades, man. Yeah. Roller. Oh, it was rollerblades. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I like but these guys at Soul Skaters. Soul Skaters, dude. Team Puppet Suds, man. <laughs> right on. Um, so I started looking at some of these guys that are Johnny Tsunami, the same thing, which, uh, by the way, I don't know if you guys know this, but the if you remember the the, the black kid that was in Johnny Tsunami, Jet right. Jackson, um, was famous yeah, Jet Jackson. Killed himself. Jackson. Yeah, he killed himself in 2014. Mm-hmm. And um, that show, what was it? Uh, That's so Raven. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, the black kid in that, the boy, Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown. That dude's yeah. wiling out right now. He broke his programming, and he's coming on the internet saying crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, he's out here like talking about all the all the um all the you know artists like hip hop artists or or actors and stuff who are like 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 secretly like dating like trans people and stuff and how like they have like or he just talks about like all the orgy stuff and just right. wild stuff. Some of some of it seems a little bit off uh, a little bit off, you know. Yeah. yeah, but he's but he's definitely like he's definitely on you know he's he he. He's not lying about a good portion of it, right? I've I've always heard that in especially in the hip hop industry, there's like a gay mafia that runs it, and you have um, I think Noriega was a famous rapper that was talking about it, and he said, "Oh yeah, just recently, yeah, you have right? three doors to go through, 
you have the sacrifice mm-hmm. door, you have the gay door, or you go on your own door. And he said, when I was presented with these options, I took the on my own door. And he said, I never went platinum again. It definitely exists in, in Hollywood. I've been offered by uh, like uh, agents from top five agencies uh, who tried to lure me into their, you know, to their apartments. And they're like, oh, send me a headshot. And so like this definitely happened to me. And of course I said, no. Um, and uh, I didn't make it into that agency, as you can imagine. Good for uh, you, man. <laughs> I don't know if I, you know, I don't know if I want to call it a mafia, but I, I think there's a, a good number of, you know, not to um, color all the gays one way or anything. Right, you know, there's right, some right, good, right. there's some good gays. Uh, but uh, there's yeah. definitely like an element of like like casting couch coercion stuff with with that, yes. and I bet you that there's different levels to it. You know, yeah. Like yeah. if you want to go, if you want, if you want to sit on, you know on the the tonight show or something like that if you want to get to that level you you know you got to pay your dues and it's more than just mm-hmm. like working hard you know i don't know i think that i think there's definitely you know levels of grooming that people go through for mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. yeah i think it's and you always hear about it even at like you like you know what I mean like even at relatively um you know close to home levels with the entertainment industry i mean i have a friend who's involved in in uh hollywood he does audio stuff you know but um he's he's like a real good dude he's like one of my best friends but like he's you know he's definitely like on the outskirts he just he shows up with a mic and he mixes and stuff but even his involvement there he seems to suggest that there's some there's some like you see weird stuff going on that is definitely like hmm, like he's definitely like aware of a lot of what's I think it's happening. I think it's clicky, right? Like and I think like every yeah. sort of organization there's this like um you know the top of the pyramid it, it are probably full of those people. But I don't I don't necessarily like the notion that like everybody in Hollywood like people say this like every actor is like a you know satanist, like every actor is involved in this. And you know like for the most part I I met a lot of normal people I mean, it depends on what you call normal, but <laughs> nor- normal people in Hollywood, nice people in Hollywood. I know, you know, my best friend's uncle is uh, Oscar winner, Oscar winning actor. Um, uh, one of those guys that you know by face, but like might not necessarily know his name. And he stays the hell out of like, he doesn't really like Hollywood shit, like parties, stuff like that tends to stay out of it. And I-, I can't see him doing anything like that. So I think that you can make it and work your way up right and you're not necessarily like evil just for being in the industry but there are definitely like clicks and like there's Mm -hmm. weird shit going on with opportunities if you choose to take them it's probably like something along the lines of don't ask don't tell you know Mm -hmm. you're probably with presented this at like a party or something like that yeah and then you know you're told hey listen if this is not your bag it's cool man but you know Let's keep this on the need to know basis. And if you if you want to succeed in the industry, you don't say anything about it. Yeah. 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 I think that that's a possibility for sure. That's what it seems. I mean, that's what it seems like from the outside. Because yeah, there I don't think that every single person that, you know, has their name on credits is automatically just like raping kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Adrenal chrome. So I get, I get comments like that on like my feeds or whatever all the time, you know, and I'm just like, no, not everyone. You know what I mean? 
I mean, like, look at Robin Williams. Do you really think Robin Williams was like hooded in a circle, like, you know, eating babies? No, he was, like a, he was known as like one of the sweetest guys in Hollywood and he was huge, you know, so it, it's possible. I just found out um, on somebody's post. I want to say it was New York Patriots post. I don't know if you guys follow him on Instagram or not. They posted a picture of fuck, dude, I was so upset, man, because Usually when I get home from work, um, wife and kid are, are, are hanging out or whatever. And generally speaking, we don't let him watch a lot of TV. Yeah. Like usually ever. Of course, he gets to watch movies and stuff like that. But generally, we put on Pandora. So we either listen to country music or we listen to 90s grunge. Nice. We kind of listen to a little bit of everything. But those are like Cranberries is probably one of my favorite bands of all time. Oh, hell yeah. And Smashing Pumpkins gets up there. Dude, okay. Billy Corrigan and the Smashing Pumpkins were just on Jimmy Fallon, and Billy Corrigan has a Freemasons pin on his lapel on his jacket, and I was like, oh. "No, not you, Billy!" Oh yeah, Big bastard! Time. You should have seen some of his his. Some, there was some concert footage that I think Truthstream Media might have done something on it. I think that's who who it was. It was wild. Yeah, it was like highly hyper ritualistic i didn't know about unmistakable and he was and he was like the creative director for most of it from what i understand and so it wasn't just like oh hey do this thing it was like he was like oh yeah we're gonna you know we're gonna show you some you know he was doing his his performance his ritual you know right tom delong's ritual is like such an important part of it when you get to a certain level Tom DeLonge's making uh, Freemasonic guitars. <laughs> have you have you kept up with that guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It sucks, man, because I love Blink. A little man. bit. I was born Me and raised too. in California, and if you're from California and you don't like Blink, it's like sacrilegious almost. Yeah. Um, And when he when he came out like, okay, so I, 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 I hate to label myself this, but I'm a flat earther, right? So I don't believe in aliens and all this stuff. I Well, kind of in a way, not the traditional sense. Someone says alien. I think of demon. Same. Okay. So when he was like, yeah, dude, the CIA is approaching me and we're working with getting this information out there because there's some pretty incredible stuff with whatever his organization is to the, to the stars or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what are you talking about, bro? And then understanding now that he's in, has his hands in some of these like secret societies and stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah, that makes more sense now. Yeah, right. but he's with Podesta. Yeah, yeah. There's no good can come from that. Oh, no, yeah. no. Yeah, I think that like the whole like the whole disclosure, uh, not the whole, but a lot of the like disc like you know UFO and alien disclosure stuff. It it's it tends to once I once I follow it back to like you know where did this kind of start off with and who is it connected with? It always ends up it always ends up kind of proving itself to be sketchy right at best yeah like, if not just outright like nonsense like did, did because you, yeah i'm oh did he froze oh did he froze you froze, oh, you froze for a second i thought yeah. you froze for a second there if you oh, no i just i kind of just stopped i said i was just gonna say yeah i i don't really i don't really follow the the whole um the whole cosmology as provided by <laughs> the uh the schooling system, I, I don't, I don't buy it. So, right. yeah, so obviously like when I hear people talking about, 
you know, spacecraft coming from, you know, Jupiter or whatever. I'm just, I'm, I'm automatically going to be like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like the people that are like, oh yeah, this angel, uh, this alien met me um, in the dream realm and like, you know, and he gives me messages. I'm <laughs> and, automatically and he raped like, I me. You, man. Like, that's, I, I believe more in like an interdimensional type of universe for lack of better words. Um, and I definitely question NASA without really labeling myself or making any positive claims on the shape of the earth. But I don't, I definitely don't trust NASA because <laughs> right. they're not trustworthy at all. And, you know, there's the math doesn't check out on, on their kind of model, you know, or the whole like va- sky vacuum next to a gas pressure system thing. Um, yeah. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they, uh, lo- they love that one. Yeah. But what do you think about, I mean, th- there is a lot to be said about, you know, other beings and like, you know, I've, I've delved a lot into like ancient cultures and kind of looked at the whole alien and like demon thing. And there is something to it. And I, you know, there's a lot um, to be said about like uh, the stories of beings under the earth. um, And maybe, you know, there are entities that are being mistaken for aliens or, labeled aliens right but i think that there's something there i think that i think that we are a dimension one of many yeah what do you guys yeah. think about that go ahead remy i'd like to hear you first i don't want to jump in here oh yeah um no i definitely don't have like a it's i don't have like a a proposed like perfect obviously a perfect model for what it is but I think that there's definitely something to the idea that there are other, whether it's like that they're on further parts like that are, that our habitable, you know, zone goes further than what we're allowed to travel from. And we're kind of kept sort of in a sense quarantined here. And that potentially that like there are other lands outside of where this, like where we're centered or wherever we are. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that those are probably we're, we're that certain people have had contact with certain groups that perhaps um have guided how things go here i think that they're like the potential of like a subterranean um you know a, a subterranean species of some type some type of you know humanoid or i think that there's something to that i think there's too much in the ancient past like that just there's so much that that I don't think was just purely just like imagination, you know, like yeah. I think that there are too many occurrences of giants. There are too many occurrences of chimeras, you know, there are too many occurrences of catastrophic events that like wiped out, you know, um, yeah. large civilizations of like larger, more, you know, uh, capable, technologically capable beings. I think that there's something to that. And I think that the idea of, when people are like talking about aliens, I definitely don't think that they're interplanetary Um, or, you know, if, if, if extraterrestrial applies, then maybe it's extra uh, beyond our known, you know, terrain, our, our, our earth that we know of Mm -hmm. our habitable realm. Um, That's kind of the basis of, of my conclusions that I've come to. And the more that I find stuff, the more questions I have, but simultaneously the more that the official narrative just crumbles and becomes more and more implausible, which is my general approach to learning is you're, you know, I can't get 
hundred percent on anything, but ruling out, you know, ruling out the impossibilities. So, right. Yeah. I have, I, I would have to agree with that. Um, so being a, you know, dun, 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 flat earther. Right. I, I believe Loser. like if you're asking me, yeah, right. Nerd. <laughs> I can't believe you believe that we're flat, like the water all the time. Um, <laughs> if you were to ask me like, okay, what is the shape of the earth? Yeah. I don't know the answer to that question. Rectangular, circular, infinite. I have no idea. If you're asking me on the plane that we all reside on, to me, it's flat. I think it's provable, right. observable, all these things. Right. Is there something beyond that? Absolutely. I would. I think it's a definite possibility. I think there's a lot of evidence to it. I think we've been told in numerous ways that there is. If you look at like Atlantis, uh, Atlantis, uh, Agartha, uh, the Iron Republic that they've written books about. Um, and these are possibly higher advanced civilizations that do exist and maybe even visit from time to time. Um, but with the dimension, like you're saying, Patrick, that we're in, we can't get there yet until we've either become more enlightened or we pass on yeah. from this one and then we get like an upgrade or something like that. Yeah. Um, but there's a story about uh, just a f- maybe a month ago that in China they found... Uh, this cave that had its entire its own ecosystem it had clouds it had plants it had species um a couple miles down or whatever so a Is lot it of Antarctica, what, you said no it's in china oh okay yeah they, they they found this this basically the sinkhole opened up and there's an entire oh the uh, yeah I, I remember that story yeah 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 right so when you hear things that mainstream science likes to talk about um, like, oh, we're running out of fish. How, dude, we've only explored like 10% of the ocean. Oh, you mean yeah. we're running out of fish where we fish is what you mean, <laughs> right? You know, or they say like, oh, the, the the polar ice caps are melting. Dude, you've only shown me the same photo of a dirty polar bear every time this conversation comes up. I don't know where that's coming from or I can't verify that. Um, you know, I'm originally from California and my wife and I moved out to Kansas and the drive out here, there's literally nothing we're we're not overcrowded we're not running out of resources yeah. mm-hmm. it, these are just control tactics and um yeah i think that that information of what could be out there is being suppressed uh, universally to all of us yeah you can fit the world's population in texas they say mm-hmm. um but yeah man i totally i totally vibe with that and it, it's so interesting if you if you look back i've probably mentioned this a million times but i have this short film kind of on the topics of like the topic of um sort of reptilian alien thing but uh i have to finish it um and i part of it goes into the the ancient hopi or the anastasi who kind of like completely disappeared um and they in their legends they have uh ant people you know, they had this ant ant people that led them underground during a cataclysm and okay. helped them like learn how to harvest and and all this stuff and kind of like save them. And they're also like snake people are part of their legends. Uh, and but and the thing that's weird, though, is like they uh, they believe very much in the stars uh, as well. There, so I can't really reconcile the whole thing with the stars. Like there seems to be something really important with the stars. And of course, there's like other explanations for it. Um, like they, whatever they could tell you things or, you know, uh, but I mean, we can't really rule anything out at the same time. Like I think the stars could be portals for all we know. 
some people say like the sun is a portal, the moon is a portal. Um, but the underground aspect and like the ants, the ant people or snake people is a constant thing that I've that I've seen over and over again. There's an African tribe or something too that um, I think they have some kind of snake serpent. Yeah, it's the Zulu. The Zulu. Zulu, but there's a there's another one too. Something with a D. I can't remember. Dagon. The Dagon? yes, Dagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You see it a lot, man, and it's just it's weird. I gotta show yeah, you. Yeah, the guys. thing that's crazy about that that Hopi one too is that like they that's actually one of their like um one of their like coming of age rituals is they take the kids and they basically they built like they like dig like a huge cave and it's yes. like out out in the like past the civilization you know like they they and then they it's like pitch black they dig this cave and they have to go into this cave for a certain amount of time yes and then they and then they basically guide them out like while like sort of uh um reenacting this this like emergence from like this prayer from chambers this, yeah, yeah yeah it's it's like it's such a huge part of like the the, the like the ritual cycle it's still from what i understand i read the uh one of the uh, books by about the Hopi and that had that in there and I was yeah. pretty pretty boggled but um yeah with the whole star things it's like yeah there there's I mean you can see them they're up there and they're there's they're always doing the same thing and they're always in the same place and there's always things that are aligned with them so it's like yeah I I I think that the significance is at least at least there but sorry you I cut you off you were about to say something no I I wanted to share this with you guys um if I could um i actually t so this is kind of on the lines of flat earth right but with the stars we don't know what they are the lights in the sky yeah. and it's so very interesting that each and every year they reset exactly the same way nothing ever changes polaris never moves but i took this picture today while i was at work and um let me see where's the screen oh you got the can, well, can you allow me to yeah yeah, yeah i'll turn it on sorry i got, I got two photos i wanted to show you guys so it's kind of along the same lines of, you know, not trusting NASA, even if you don't believe in the flat earth necessarily or whatever, not trusting NASA is probably not the worst idea you could ever have. Right. <laughs> yeah. At least start there. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, Cause uh, one of our co-hosts, Boya, he's kind of on the fence. He's like, I'm not married to the ball. I don't trust NASA. And I, we were kind of all laughing together when that fucking video came out of them smashing into that asteroid or whatever. Oh my God. Yeah. I was like, Ridiculous. I think this is from Star Fox. I'm fairly certain I've, <laughs> I've played this game before. Um, so stupid. Yeah. yeah. It was really, it was really it's bad. So bad. It's so bad. Um, so let me, can you guys see that okay? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was at work today and. I took a picture because on this building right here on the right, you can see the glow of the sun. It's probably about 10, 10 o'clock, maybe, maybe nine 30 at this point. Uh, and they're obviously chemtrail and shit out of my skies, but you see this cloud cover here. And then you see this fat chemtrail starting from like the bottom left going up to the top, right. Mm -hmm. And it's actually casting a shadow on the cloud above it. Oh yeah. If you can see it. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's physically impossible. If the sun is 93 million miles away, there would be no way for the shadow to be cast from underneath the chemtrail to the cloud above it. 
unless Whoa, it was above on. the sun. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, because I've yeah, I see that. And that's why I've always I've seen those little like which I wasn't sure if that was like a shadow or if it was some type of like um basically like a dielectric magnetic um sort of repulsion of some type. Mm-hmm. So I but that yeah, I mean if that is a shadow, that is that's definitely not because it does. It looks like it follows the same shape. The same it's like pattern. Right under it. Yeah. I saw it today and I was like, I have to take a photo of this. I mean, 93 million miles is a really, really, really long distance. <laughs> um, yeah. And what, what's their explanation for like there being no sun in space? Uh, that there's there's no what like there's, there's nothing no, for it to to refract off of. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's the same idea that they ex- try to explain away. Um the reason that yeah the space is like insanely cold but there's no atmosphere so it's it it there it doesn't matter well it's like well why don't so then there is no temperature i don't know how you can even present that in a model uh, to right. where they could yeah, test that but because temperature is a thermodynamic like gradient that has something to do with like the like the movement of so-called particles, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like there's no particles, so-called particles. Then, yeah, I dude, you, the, whole <laughs> thing, the, whole, the whole thing is, and it's not, you know, people would be like, it's just because you're too stupid to understand it. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, well, things that make sense don't like they, they make sense at at, a, at an elementary level as well. They make yeah. sense on, on a on a basic fundamental level. It's the intricacies and all of the the interconnected you know details that require further mastery right like things that make sense like you can make make sense on their from their easiest explanation right and it's like the whole idea like if you can't explain it to a five-year-old you probably don't understand it Mm -hmm. you know when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could also explain fake stuff to a five-year-old and make yeah. it seem plausible, but you, you get the idea. Like it yeah. just—it's—it seems so—it's just so asinine, like the whole entire thing. And then, like this—this this idea that like that we can know about the chemical makeup and the fusion and the um, how long it takes to dissipate the gases for this huge thing this far away. Um, and that we know how big, a, or you know, how, how, where the black holes are located <laughs> and like what they are. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's just, you have, I read a, I actually have a book on cosmology and it literally uses like peanut butter as like an analogy to describe <laughs> like a, to describe a black hole. And I'm like, I was reading it and I was like, just kind of like starting to like really question the basis of the cosmology. And I was just like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever read. And then I just kept buying books like that, trying to get some type of like mature answer. Right. And it would just, it was just always this like ridiculous, like childish nonsense that literally sounds like a fairy tale. And I was like, yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, no matter what, 
That's a good thing. Sorry, let me just cut you off. No, go ahead. To to read information from all the sides that you can, right? Like I'm a Christian, probably not the best example of one, but I, I've been that way basically since child childhood, and and I believe in God. I've I I always say that I like I have a relationship with Him. Um, I don't subscribe to everything that they teach uh, in church. Well, I, we haven't been to church in a long time just because they get clicky, they get culty, and I don't like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so so I believe in a creator. But I also have the Quran in my house. I also have um, teachings uh, uh, of Buddhists and, and Hindus and stuff like that because I, I don't feel like the, that I could speak on something with authority unless I've heard both sides or, 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 or all of the sides as much as I can, you know, as much as you can take in. Um, and what's, what's fascinating about what you're saying there, Remy, was that like most people who will defend the model that they're presented, not even, let's just not even say the earth, right? Don't even tell, let's not talk about the earth, say viruses, COVID vaccines, they will defend that point, but they have no idea any of the intricacies of what they're talking about. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They heard it on TV. So they think that they're educated. They think that counts for education. Now that's the thing. Like they, they can't tell you the ins and outs of a viral culture. They can't tell you how viruses are found or when it was characterized. They they just simply had somebody on TV, tell them this is true. And so it is true. And then they go on and regurgitate it. It's because like the the concept of legitimacy or like um, expertise is based off of um, certification or like label. It's 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 um it's an icon, you know. Yeah. You have some type of uh, either an icon or an emblem. It's always like emblematic. Yep. Well, this person received this emblem. They've received this icon, and the thing that they're saying is this, and it's it's the same exact thing that would happen in, in the ancient world with, you know, the priest Kings, like the priest Kings had right, the Pharisees the and all that. Yeah. And you know, the, you know, I mean, you pick a, pick a nation, right? Like you have, you know, the, um, the Pharaohs, you know, they would wear the, the headdress representing whatever, you know, um, symbolic, you know, deity. They were the, the, you know, the, the spokesman for, and because they had that, then people would say, well, this is what this person says is, is real. And that hasn't changed much. You right. Know? Well, yeah. Um, look at the yeah. Catholic Church. Um, you know, they, they they elect a pope every so often and that motherfucker dies in like five years. I'm like, well, dude, why don't you just elect a younger one? And then you don't have to, you know what I mean? You don't have to convene so recently, you know, like a younger guy, change it up a little bit, bake a new batch, you know? It has to, it has to, um, you has to have that, that, um, archetype of the, the, the hierophant, you know? Yeah. To have to maintain that, the, the, the hierophant, the, they could, the the church of the church. Yeah. Yeah. You have to reach like a status. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They could just Uh, have a CGI Pope. I mean, some people (laughs) think that he, that he has been CGI, right? You never know, man. The, the the truth is stranger than fiction, man. Yeah. I uh, I, I just yeah. recently noticed that uh, everything, like in my opinion, uh, probably very biased, right? Nineties was like the last great decade. Everything from the nineties to me was dope because everything was new. Yeah. It, uh, I saw the switch from analog to digital. I, I existed in both worlds for a period of time. Um, and to see this next generation that's coming up that if the internet shut off, like people would lose it. 
lose their mind. Like OnlyFans are drying up, you know, like <laughs> kids can't, you know, go on Twitter and talk about whatever. Um, but I'm starting to see these trends come back. Like from the 90s, there are Masters of the Universe toys in stores and G.I. Joe's G- mom, mom jeans from the 90s. Super hot, by the way. Um, <laughs> you know, like this. And we were talking about it when we did the episode about the Mandela effect. And I was like, dude, if I ever turn on the radio and it's like, check out this new hit single by Nirvana. And it's like, bang, 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 bang. I was like, oh, dude what fucking year is it we're screwed now like obviously we're trapped in some kind of parallel dimension where uh, i would love that dimension (laughs) it would be dope just leave me there yeah don't you know whatever you guys reset the next one to just leave me where i'm at it sounds like we're probably the same age man i'm not gonna ask you to out yourself but um i'm 30 i'm 33 big illuminati year for me so I'm I'm 33 as well, oh, yeah. but I'm 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 a jazz Illuminati head, so. confirmed. I, yeah, yeah, that, that yeah we we teamed up. We teamed up. <laughs> I'm gonna. He's on to us. This, is gonna, a, this is gonna be a good He's episode, man. Put that white power sign down. What are you doing? You guys are fucked. I'm never doing that with my hands. Um. <laughs> yeah, they, I just got I just got screenshot for yeah. Oh, I shouldn't have done it. Yeah, well, you're not, right. you're not, you know, you're not big enough <laughs> until somebody calls you Illuminati. So. It's true. Man. I'm waiting for the day I get called a shill. You know, I, I wanted to bring this to you guys' attention too. Um, Cause we've been asked a lot about on our show. I, I've heard this spoken about with people in our, our, our age group, our generation that don't want to have kids and especially the generation after us. Right. They're like, oh, I'm not having kids. Like, why would I bring kids into this world? I'm like, well, because uh, the next generation can make change right um and that but that comes down to the individuals themselves and what you you install in your children like being a father is like the greatest thing that's ever happened to me and i kind of i kind of caught a lot of chaff at first when we we originally presented this idea to our family um and it's nothing off like the beaten cuff that you would think like my son will be homeschooled. They're cool with that. My son is not vaccinated at all. They're all good with that, right? We eat a pretty strict diet, non-GMO, gluten-free, organic, all this stuff. They're all good with that. But when I told them that we weren't telling our son about Santa Claus, you would have thought I <laughs> I, I cursed in church or something. Like They're like, you're not doing what? And I was like, yeah, why am I? Why? I was like, we're all in an agreement that he's not real, right? Like you guys know that. And it's this weird idea. And I think maybe Sam was talking about it or somebody it's like, and it is true. It's like the first conspiracy we teach our kids. It's like, you're teaching your kid. It's okay to be lied to. Therefore it's okay to lie. Sometimes not all the time, but sometimes. And I'm like, I want my son to know like, yeah, he's going to know about the story. Just like he has a ton of dinosaurs. I don't believe the dinosaurs ever existed. Right. (laughs) But I'll play dinosaurs with them because they're fun, you know. Uh, But things that you wouldn't think are that big a deal make a big deal to some people who are not. What's the right? I don't know the right word to say. uh, uh, Maybe as open minded as Mm -hmm. I I didn't used to be at one point in my life. Um, Thank you, 9-11, I guess. But um, right. 9-11, the great gateway for all conspiracy theorists. Yeah, yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah, because you're yeah, you're you're the same age as me. You were like you were actually like cognizant of the world at the time. Yeah. You know, at least relatively. Yeah. Because we were what, like twelve or something we're like that. Twelve, right? depending on your birthday. Yeah, you're twelve. Yeah. I was twelve, I think. I'm older than both of you guys, so I uh <laughs> I lived it. I definitely lived it. It was weird. Um it's so weird to me that people didn't experience that. I mean, they must be so disconnected from so many things you know, not having gone through that. Yeah. Um, but the, the Santa Claus thing, to go back to what you were saying, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand that either. Like, why teach your kids lies just to disappoint them later? <laughs> you know? Guess what, fucker? It was none of it was true. <laughs> go cry in your room. <laughs> it was me the whole time. Like, yeah. that's, yeah, that's definitely not. Yeah, that's not a good way to, that's not a good way to start, man. That's, you're right. Yeah. I yes. really thought about that, but. I stayed awake when I was a kid. I stayed awake just to see, like, tried to catch who... that motherfucker. Me too. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's the type of person I am and have always I'm been. Like, prove it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I saw my parents, and I was like, okay. yeah, Patrick, Patrick was like, it was like five. He's like, support your claim. <laughs> yeah, that's right. His parents then, are waiting like with a blow dart that puts him to sleep. He's like, you know, like he's falls, he passes out, and we're like, we got him. Go to the presents. Go, go, go. And then I proceeded to not tell them that I knew for the next five years. So I would keep getting like, you know, because I knew they would like they would try try to like get me like shittier presents. (laughs) I thought I got a lot. Yeah. I'd be smart about it. Santa's a cheap bastard. What the hell's going on here? (laughs) Good. What the fuck's going on? Yeah. yeah, It's 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 interesting, man. It's um, something that that was a, a kind of an interesting thought experiment that we had the other night on the show we were talking about so okay remy you said you you have a connection to to a specific type of of music but i bet you when you listen to that music or you you play that music or you hear a a band that you really enjoyed it will take like mentally you could take yourself back to this time right yeah Um, that's a big thing yeah same thing for me with the 90s like what, what you know shows or movies or music or whatever like I don't know if you guys have ever heard of a show or remember a show called WMAC Masters. Sounds it was uh, it was like a karate show um, filmed at Universal Studios and they had like different ninjas and they would fight for this thing called the Dragon Belt or whatever. Uh, it was a big thing in the 90s and I watched it and um, I got all three seasons today in the mail on VHS. Cause I was like, I, I want to share this with my son and have him have this enjoyment. Right. Well, yeah. the generation after it, like the, the post nine 11 kids, do you guys think that they'll ever have a connection to a time period? Like we experienced, I, I don't, COVID. For me, I I don't know. Yeah, because like, what are you guys like? To, oh, I remember COVID. Oh, do you remember when uh, dudes were tucking their wind socks in? Yeah, what a time to be alive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like stupidest <laughs> time in history, man. Yeah, yeah. You, remember we got locked down for two weeks and then it turned into two years and then everyone's skin started melting off. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, take me back, right? Like, yeah. Uh, it, it's, I don't know. It, it's I mean, such... there might be a chunk in between there, you know, sure. like 2000s to, I don't know, I guess there was like a 20 year period there. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I guess like relatively speaking, like in compared to the last few years, like, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there, I think that there's definitely like a, there's probably still that, that level of, um, you know, like really powerful nostalgia for people. 
Um, it's a different language, maybe. I think because actually I was yeah. just watching this this podcast, you know, um, and it was about um, it was like a, these you know guys are a little a little bit older than me. One of them is a bit older than me, and it's basically they were comparing. Um, you know, uh, they were looking at like, like a modern jazz piano player, um, and they were reacting to their music and, um, and kind of comparing it. And so the thing about like, um, so like, especially within jazz, like there's like a whole like tonic language, you know, like there's a way that, that phrases are like melodically constructed and like, it's, it, a, it's such a big part of it to like learn how those phrases are constructed in in such a such a specific way that you don't really find necessarily within other musical styles right it's like it's such it's like a fine tooth comb a microscope on it so like there's like a really distinct difference that um you recognize with the development of even just the genre itself but if you if you kind of zoom out a little bit the same thing is occurring with music in general right and also the medium by which the music is delivered also changes also how the music is structured and how the phrases are put together and this is something that i've st started to kind of recognize and i was watching this react video and i was sort of doing like a kind of taking inventory of the way that music was written you know um in the you know early you know for the 40s 50s 60s like their bebop era versus like post bop hard bop and what was going on during those times and how the music reflected that and it really it's it's a different language right and so i was saying in in general you have a whole different you will have a whole different palette of experience to draw mm -hmm. from that's gonna sort of you know latch you onto that nostalgia so mm -hmm. i think it's a matter of the um kind of the the ability to um intersect with and like transcend some of those um generational changes i think i think it'll it's probably just as strong but i think that the quality of and um the sort of the nature of how society structure keeps changing it's cyclical to a certain degree but i think that um there's certain things that are lost certain things that are gained um and i think that just possibly you know somebody from you know the the old world us you know <laughs> seeing how things are happening and because the exponential change is so much quicker from year to year from 5 years to 1 year to, you know what i mean it right. just gets it just gets a, a bigger and bigger of a change that even sometimes i think that maybe you know smaller age groups can relate less to even, you know, people who are just a little bit younger than, whereas like people, you know, five, 10 years older than me, I can like really latch on. I mean, yeah. there, I, I play in a group with like these, like, you know, 60, 70 year old guys sometimes. Right. And, you know, because we have a common, you know, we have a common tradition of our, our musical interests as far as like jazz and, and soul and R and B and stuff that we all play. But you know, I do think that that nostalgia is is going to be it's it's it just gets more and more tinged. Maybe I think with uh, with more and more, uh, I don't know. Maybe this is just super pessimistic, but I think it's it gets. I think maybe kind of what you're what you're sort of noting and explaining is that it does seem to get a little bit darker as as you know things <laughs> progress. But right. Yeah. Yeah, right. Maybe we'll come out the under end of it. On, well, with a little, I think it makes a lot of sense. More. What you said there too is, is it's, it's like the style of language, right. And it reflects the time of what's taking place. And there's a documentary on Netflix. Oh my God. Yeah. I have a Netflix subscription too. Um, Shame. I know. Right. It's called uh, Woodstock 99. 
right? So I watched that documentary. Now, in 99, I was one. Uh, no, one. I was uh, 10. So I didn't go. But I have a brother that's 10 years older than me. And so his music became eventually my music because not a whole lot of genre of music really transgressed in that 10 to 15 year period. It was very much the same. Um, but if you watch that documentary and then you watch the bands that played, like I was, I still listen to like 90% of those bands, you know? Um, and it was like very anti-establishment, a very angry period of time for the grunge community and like the, the, uh, anti you know norm if you will uh, a community and that music reflected it and perhaps now it's not necessarily relatable to the generations coming up so their their um prominent music groups trends shows are not relatable necessarily as much to us because we're speaking a different language I think that's always the case, right? I mean, right, that's yeah. normal to a certain extent, right? You know, the, the older generation always hates what the younger generation is doing for the most yeah. part. But I got to say that, like, it, it's got to be worse this time because the like the auto tune bullshit that I hear <laughs> coming out of kids like, you know, whatever they're playing music on. is just, I mean, it's just so trash, dude. Like, there's no talent involved in like, 90 percent of the the music that that's in like the mainstream right now i don't know how they listen to it and think that they're they're good and then they like talk shit about people like tupac and biggie and you know the people who actually had some talent it's so mm -hmm. bizarre i mean we're we're headed into a really bizarre time as far as like music and i mean so many things yeah yeah it's... i think Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead, Ray. No, I was just a quick little, um, little tidbit. I, I think that, um, you know, there's like kind of like a, there's a balance with convenience, you know, like sometimes things that are made to make things more convenient can simply make it more convenient and not really do the rest of the work for you. I think we've, I think our technology reflects like our inhumanity at this point, I think on a grand scale. So like it, we're, we're reaching this point where our technology is doing a lot of the stuff for us instead of helping us, you know, yeah. I think that we're kind of on that, like, like we've sort of breached that threshold of, of just using technology as a, as just like a, a tool. And it's kind of becoming a little bit more of a crutch now. I, and I think that that's oh, yeah. shown in the music that's shown in like our daily lives, like, you know, with GPS and, and, oh, you yeah. know, like yeah. everything kind of, Absolutely. dude, I Sorry, yeah. So, Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I, I was just going to say um, that what, what's interesting, though, is there's certain there's certain genres of music that I listen to. Right. Um, and I, I kind of all over the place. There's nothing that I really don't like except for the new stuff. Right. Um, and of course, my all time favorites are from my era, from my generation. But my parents are a little bit older, so they grew up in the late 60s, early 70s. But I can still listen to their music and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, especially now that I'm a little bit older, I appreciate it more. Um, but I don't know if this generation will get that because it's so, like you said, Remy, like this, the, 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 the technology is doing it for us. We're like that movie Wally. -E. Like we're going to become like these fat fucks that are like in floating chairs. You're watching you a know, lot of machines. Disney, my guy. 
<laughs> hey man, if you get a if you get a kid, it'll be hard for you not to be like. You know how many times I've watched uh, Moana? I know every song, I never and all the heard dances. About this. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty wild. Um, but it's it's interesting that this generation seems like they have like a a, a shorter attention span. Oh yeah, they TikTok. are impressed they're impressed by less and less like you could watch a, an amazing something like a, a person doing an amazing feat and they're like whatever dude that the whole add thumbs thing down by design dude i yeah. i believe the add thing was manufactured i mean look at kids are addicted to tiktok i mean it started mm-hmm. with like vines right these like 30 second things yeah, do or it however, for the vine yeah however long it was and now it's just it like TikTok is just like there you're you're stuck in an endless loop of like you know really short little videos and you, it destroys your attention span like you don't care like the like people don't want to watch you know movies anymore people don't want to do things that um you know take time and capture your attention for longer than 30 seconds mm-hmm. and that's to to you know manufacture a generation of stupid you know attention deficit um people who don't care you know and that's what we're seeing mm-hmm. it's because it's 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 such an easy avenue to appeal to you know hedonism like it's it's very easy if it doesn't feel good right now i'm just going to go to the next one right yeah yeah and, um, having having people have their their main compass be like gratification and having that be as instant as possible right um definitely serves that role and that was actually one of the things that I realized about even so there are there are some musicians who are right now doing incredible, like crazy stuff. That, and they're not just letting the computers doing it for them. Right. So there's like this weird like it's a it's really it's 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 kind of like one extreme or the other. And I mean, of course, there are always those examples of the there's either the super lazy you know the dj that just pushes play and then like he has a whole crowd of people going crazy and it's like a thing that someone else made that he just pushed play and you know <laughs> i could for sure do that job <laughs> yeah and then then you have these people who are like hyper focused like incredible just like they're almost and it's really it's it's weird because it's like they're almost like they're machines like how good they are but there's this weird thing where like the thing that unites them is that it's sort of like the product of um, you know, the, the, the Instagram, TikTok, you know, um, algorithm world. And this is kind of going back to, again, like that podcast, that podcast I was talking about earlier. And this is, it really stuck out to me because I was looking at it and I was like, wow, it's like the way that a song develops, you know, like you said, like, and people don't want anything that, that takes time to develop. Right. It, it's like, if I don't like this in two seconds, then it's, um, I'm done with it. Yeah. So a lot of the people that are in like, um, you know, n- not just the jazz world, but like, prog- I'm, I'm also fairly into like progressive, you know, rock music, pro- like prog rock or like fusion, you know, things that are, um, they, they just, you know, has to grab my attention and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be hyper technical. I can also enjoy just something simple, but the point is that even in those crowds, you don't really have, from what I've noticed, there's, it's not like a, re- a really large amount of people who are like, super aware of necessarily what's going on in the world outside of that like they have a lot of technical prowess and they and they have a lot of like 
a lot of them have like a lot of intellectual capability. And I, I would, I would um, differentiate intellect from intelligence um, in the sense that intelligence is like, is, is the, is both um, big picture and also fine, fine detail oriented. Um, so, you know, holistic intelligence is, is kind of what I'm referring to there. But so you have not, there's not like a huge, you know, group of people, even in these, in these scenes that are like highly technically proficient, that are super, super aware of the big picture of what's really going on. They're like, have that hyper focus kind of like, it's like, you know, and I, I can get that way to a certain extent as well. But the thing that's ironic about it is that it's almost mechanistic. It's almost like a machine in that sense. So it's like, you have sort of like, in a, in a certain sense, it's a it's a better representation of it because you have these people who are like pr just absolute prodigies making the craziest stuff ever. But to a certain extent, it is almost like it almost like a machine. Mm -hmm. And so and I think that that's largely um, kind of like the other end of the, it's other the other side of the coin of that, like of that, like, mm. you know, um, short attention span thing. It's almost like it's almost like the, the ADHD <laughs> um you know the ADHD evil twin of the shortest I be, attention span. I bet those people are all on the underground, though, huh? Yeah, like, pretty right? much for yeah. the most part. You'd, That's where all the best music is. For like, been. yeah, except for like, there's a a group that just got signed by Anderson Pack. That's like fairly well known, and it's like a jazz group, and it's um they're incredibly like proficient musicians. They're called JD Beck and Domi, and like that was with the podcasting was about but it's just a really it's yeah i don't know i i'm i've been living in that world a little bit more so lately yeah. um but i always kind of have this this vantage point of like um it's it's it, it, you know like how you had mentioned the um like the, the protest music of the 90s was was really there was it was a lot more there was a lot more like fire in it you know hell yeah dude. yeah and I was listening to like Pennywise when I was a kid, dude. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was listening to like, like very, like very abrasive punk rock music that was yeah. truly like anarchistic. Bad you know? religion. Like, um, yeah. Black yeah, flag. You know? yeah. And a lot of those groups kind of have devolved into like this, like um, partisan political, you know, rebellion, which is not really rebellion as much as it is just like, like slinging shit at, at the other side of the aisle you know yeah um, it's really weird so rage against really the machine weird. went off the yeah. deep end they they started selling masks and shit right yeah i have that shirt i don't know if you guys have seen that shirt that forbidden clothes makes it's called um rage in favor of the machine and it's a bunch of guys that are sheep performing yeah. on stage and they're all wearing masks and then it says um fuck you i'll do what they them tell me <laughs> and i used to think that like like so so years ago I'll t well hold on let me let me say this remy I, to your point about these people that almost it almost seems mechanical right with how good they are mm -hmm. i'll tell you exactly why that happens it's because we're in the matrix and they figured out how to read their code that's what it is Definitely. like we're all coders but we don't know how to read our own code yet Mm -hmm. that's what it is boom smoke some weed think about that but this is yeah, what i was going to say like that <laughs> is um so like a couple years ago before i even met boya and chris or the co-host of the show because chris is my brother-in-law I'm, I'm i'm married to his wife's sister and i had a show on my own and it was terrible it was terrible 
It was a bad, bad podcast. I had no idea what I was doing. I had a shitty mic. It sounded like crap. Dude, I used to play this intro music and then I would yell, cut the music into the mic. I'm saying that to myself to turn off the music. I've just always wanted to say that, right? It's a bad <laughs> show. But like, I used to like chop up rage songs because I thought at the time, like rage was against the machine, man. And then COVID happened. They're like, you can rage against the machine. Fuck you. I won't do what you tell me unless you're not vaccinated that you can't come in. And I'm like, what, what a total what? letdown, dude. Yeah. What, what are you talking about, dude? Like, these are the same guys that played a free concert across the GOP rally in like 2009 or 10 or something like that. And because they didn't have a permit, they turned off all of the power to the stage. So they sang that song. Uh, I forget the name of it. Not it's not. Maybe they sang bulls on parade acapella facing the GOP rally. Everyone was singing acapella. And I was like, that's fucking punk rock, dude. That's anti-establishment. And then they're like, yeah, but what if we get thick? I was like, what are you talking about, man? It's um, men, just men in general have turned into total pussies. dude. I mean, I can tell you here in New York City for sure. Um, I'm in the unfortunate position of looking for a new place to live. And like, oh, my God, the the posts that I see, they're like, we'll be like, if we show you this apartment, we will be social distancing. Like I had somebody wearing <laughs> a mask the entire time showing me an apartment. Um, I mean, <laughs> still. Yeah, dude, still. And they're like, that's so they're 2020, bro. They're, yeah, they're t- they're telling people to be vaccinated, to, you know, to live certain places, which is not even legal. Um, it, insane. Totally insane. Dude, come out to the Midwest. Tell me it's like the Wild West out here, bro. Dude, I might You'll have love to. You'll love <laughs> it, dude. I'm, get, I'm getting priced the fuck out of New York. Low, low gas prices take a gun home the same day. Um <laughs> Of it, I think it's only a matter of time before my state legalizes marijuana too, because Missouri's like I live on the pretty close to the border of Missouri, and Missouri just made it medically legal. Um, I've never been a fan, a, so no, I generally I mean, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Uh, I'm, Moderation, I'm lot, perhaps. Yeah, you can't <laughs> you can't let it become like a major part of your life. I enjoy it. Like I'm also a husband and a father, right? So it's like I don't do it unless my kids asleep. It's yeah. like the weekend, you know, I got I, I go to work in the morning. So it's like I, I it's not hasn't become like a major part of my life. I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I enjoy it more than being like super drunk. But I'm, I've always been straight edge. I grew up like in, you know, straight edge, hardcore bands and stuff like did that. You, so I really never... did you. So it's interesting you say that because I, I know I told you, I said earlier, like I listened to like 90s grunge mm, yeah. and country. But my favorite band is the Cranberries. And I'll fuck with Atlantis Morissette. But um, like one of the genres that I, I guess it was like a phase for a time, but then not really because I still have like my ears stretched and stuff like that. And I still listen to bands like I was really into the hardcore scene and I still listen to them. But I'm on both sides of the coin. Like I can listen to uh, Christian hardcore bands. Like Oof. for today, in the midst of lions, under oath, fans like <laughs> oh, that. I used to listen to under oath, but then I can mess with like Suicide Silence, uh, right. Slayer, Cannibal Corpse. So it's just that kind of genre that I enjoyed. But um, 
that's all I was gonna say about that. I, was, I thought there was something else I had. Yeah, no, that's a great genre. I mean, I especially identified with that genre when I was like an you know an angry young kid. I think that's the the best time to enjoy that music, and I I can still mess with it here and there. Um, but I mean, yeah, I have a varying taste now. I like a little bit of of you know most things. Um, but that yeah, when you're a kid, the teenager, yeah, it's the best stuff to play, and like you know go see a show everybody's flying through the air and i mean i had the best time when all I was right split the crowd in two it means the wall <laughs> of death is coming um yeah dude. i, I kind of wanted to ask you guys your take i was listening to a show right, right before i jumped on um i think it was the cult of conspiracy cult of conspiracy i think it's what cult of conspiracy and they were talking about this report that came out it's obviously we know what's going on Okay, I, I say that loosely. We know what's going on with Ukraine and Russia. Um, the pipeline, right? Nord Stream pipeline that was sabotaged. <laughs> I don't know if you guys read the report that they found a Russian passport in the water. Yeah. I oh, saw, I heard about I that. I saw something about it, yeah. Got him. Um, in the bubbles. They were, <laughs> yeah, in the bubbles. They were talking <laughs> about on this show. Hey, broke, don't fix it. Yeah, right. Of course, the CIA found it, too. And 9-11, the FBI found that one. So yeah, pretty remarkable. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, they were talking about this report that came out that the first openly transgender army officer was just indicted for espionage. Uh, he, she, him, they, it, whatever. Partnered with somebody who just so happened to be a Russian citizen. Russian nationalist. Apparently, the story goes was that she, he, whatever, was going to disclose medical information about a high-ranking U.S. Army general to their partner, who was going to give it to Russia. Big story, right? But in my head, I'm like. I already know about the ghost of Kiev. I know um, a lot of these earlier videos that they were showing when it first kicked off were massive fabrication. Like ghost of Kiev is from a video game. Uh, you had to use U- Ukrainian soldiers out there with paintball guns and cardboard guns and all this shit. Right. And then we just keep laundering money to them. I know that Ukraine is the number one country in the world for ch- for human trafficking not just child trafficking but human trafficking. zaria no way <laughs> no way <laughs> um so i know all that right and then i hear this story and i'm like okay let's step back and break this down i'm not saying spies don't exist of course they do on, on all sides right but what would it benefit the russian government to have medical information about a high-ranking army general what are they going to do with that how would that benefit their cause? What would, even if let's just say they knew he was allergic to uh, uh, penicillin and they had some Spetsnaz spy sneak in and give him a dose of some, some mold, you know, and he's like, oh, in his sleep. I don't like, it doesn't fit. It, it, it just doesn't make sense in my head. And I'm not saying the story's not true. I'm just saying if they're it going to use like that, they're trying to like check boxes off. Of yeah. That. We caught a spy check. We found the passport check. Right. Like it just doesn't. I I spend so little time. Trans, even like it's yeah. just, it's just like, it's like hot topic issues, like all in one. 
Yeah, right. Uh, it's just, it's just, yeah, it seems weird. I, Checking I the trivial sp- boxes. I can't spend yeah. much time like even paying attention to the like mainstream news stories anymore, to be honest with you. Like I see it as just theater and, and really not, not much else. So I'll like, you know, I'll pick up on little things here and there like oh, passport floating in the bubbles. Cool. Yeah, whatever. I just like kind of let them do their own their own thing and realize it's all bullshit. I think it's such it's such a waste of energy at, at some point to, you know, to even like, I don't know, wonder what the hell they're doing. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I've I've sort of, you know. I went on like overload for 2020 and 2021 and I had been, you know, reading and researching all this stuff for some time anyway. So it was, but like, I went on like, phew, I like, I went into, I, I was, I was decoding at that point. I was just, Hell yeah. it was yeah intense, but lately I, I just, I, I do catch certain things. And, and one of the things that, uh, I try to, I try to like, let it really present itself as being significant when I know that it's significant because a lot of it's like regurgitation. It's like, okay, I've already dealt with that thing already, that thing again, that thing again, you know, it's like, and the only thing that I'm seeing come up, um, like that's been like, it's kind of circulating has been like the digital, digital dollar stuff, which is maybe it's just because it's an interest to a certain extent. It's an interest that I wish didn't, wasn't an interest in the sense that like, it's like you mentioned earlier, some of this stuff is, this stuff is not fun to look into, you know, a lot of this stuff is like, it's, it's, it is, it's like torturous to look into it. I, I think to a certain extent you're, you know, you're better off for looking at it and knowing that it's there though. You know, I've always, I've always felt that way. It's like, it's better to, you know, it's like, I can't, and I can never find this quote. I don't know who said it. I have to find it. But he said that there's a sickness that is like, there's a deep sickness and in the human spirit, and it can only be cured when you look at it, you know, it might be young or something like that, but, um, you have to, you have to see it. Right. But, um, I think that, um, the significance of it all is like, when, you know, when does it, it you know, I've, I've, I, I, I had this like overload for the last couple of years and now I'm kind of, I'm, you know, I'm trying to live my life again a little bit. Huh. I'm always, I'm always, you know, trying to keep my ear to the ground on, on whatever's going on. But a, a lot of stuff, you know, is kind of like, it's almost like, um it's almost like noise, you know, it's just, it's just, it keeps coming out and circulating. And I think that that's, I think that that's intentional because it, 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 it sort of makes it difficult for, someone who hasn't done the the work of recognizing you know the kind of the bullshit you know the junk yeah from from the actual substance that it it makes it easier to keep drowning in it but i I, you know especially when you hear stories like that it's like oh there you go there's some more of it but it it, but at the same time is this it's it's significant it's like it's not insignificant you know what i mean like it says something and it says that, wow, this, 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 they're really sticking to this nonsense script still like, mm-hmm. yeah. but I, I don't know. Yeah. I think what it is, man. And it took me a while to get to this point too. Cause a few years ago I was in an overload mode. Just, I was, I was, I, I just thought the world was coming to an end in any given moment because of all the information that I knew to me was true. Right. Mm-hmm. And I finally got to the point where, I have become Roddy Piper from They Live. I have my glasses with me at all times. And I can go outside and put those on and be like, 
oh, that's bullshit. That's garbage. That's trash. And then I take them off and I'm like, okay, let's go do what we were doing. Right. But I, but I always have them with me and I can operate in my own day to day life without being worried about this. But it's like, well, it's like I always have a contact in, you know what I mean? Like my left mm-hmm. eye is always like, oh, that's bullshit. I know that I can see through that. Is that? But it, 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 it doesn't, I don't want to say it doesn't affect me the way that it does. It just doesn't, it doesn't scare me the way that it used to. I think that's a you good know? way, to, a yeah, good way yeah. to be, honestly. I mean, that's you have, have that perception handy when you need it, but be able to sort of live your life. I mean, it's, it's hard not to sink into like desperation and, and depression thinking about all this stuff. And I'm, you know, I think the deeper you go down the rabbit hole, um, it, it gets harder and harder to, to kind of live any kind of <laughs> meaningful life. Maybe I, I mean, I, I, I've talked about it before, uh, probably with Remy, but uh, you know, it, it makes it impossible to even uh, have conversations with with normal people or you know every, everyday people. Like you cannot. What are you going to talk about? You know what I mean? Like everything is a construct. Everything is a lie, and it's uh, so. If you can kind of, you know it's good to kind of restrain yourself from from some of that stuff while still seeking the truth you know but get get to a place where you're on an even keel mm-hmm. yeah it's um it's one of those things where uh, you know uh, and i know patrick we've talked about this before that i i i, I have recently in the, in the few last few years I, i've become um a little bit more open to a lot of different ideas. And, and, and just in the past few years, especially with having our son, uh, I no longer believe in germ theory, right? Yeah. Now I've, I've, I fully have taken my energy out of that system. So uh, this might sound gross to most people. I fucking barely wash my hands. Of course I shower and I wipe my ass. I do all that stuff. It's like, I barely <laughs> wash my hands. Of course I, you know, before preparing dinner, after handling raw meat, stuff like that. Sure. Bathroom. Yeah, sure. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't bother me any, anymore. And, and, mm-hmm. and we, we, we pass that through to, my, to our son, you know, like he's, of course, he's non-vaccinated, thriving young, young man. So, but when we get around family, they always tell us like, like, oh, like I, I was sick last week. And we're like, we don't care. And we've had this conversation <laughs> numerous times. So it, it's part of that, what you're saying, like, what do we talk about? Yeah. Well, you know, we can let them know. But it just it, it it becomes a little bit more difficult when we constantly have to remind the same people in our circles that we're like, yeah, you don't have to tell me when you're. I don't care if you're sick right now, dude. It's cool. It's like, the the discrepancy is hard to deal with. Like the way I look at it is like everybody is in a box, right? You start off in a really small box, and you get used to those four the four walls of that box until you realize that there's another box outside of that box, and then you mm-hmm. get used to the four walls of that box and realize that there's. You know, until you get to the point, hopefully, where you realize that you're in a shit ton of boxes and they they really don't end. But then th- it's tough dealing with the discrepancy of, uh, you know, the people who are still in box number two or box number three, you know, or, or what have you. And then you have to like, like, oh, I got to deal with these motherfuckers. Like they still believe in germ theory and like, you know, um, it, yeah. so it's 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 a difficult thing to. Uh, continue attaining knowledge and and seeking the truth and when when other people are not there with you and so the world quickly becomes like a very difficult place to live in Mm -hmm. 
right? yeah it could get a little it could get a little bit uh a little bit isolating i mean luckily for me like my you know my girlfriend she's she's on you know she's on the same she's on the same like you know page as me on yeah. like the vast majority of like she's on the nebuchadnezzar everything. with you dude is what it is yeah we're That's yeah we're out is. here yeah <laughs> we're out here we're out here breathing real air you know but which is really great because i, I don't really get i don't really get I don't feel alienated and lost the way I think I did before, like me and her were together, you know? So, but you know, when I'm out playing, cause I play, I gig a lot, you know, I play a lot of shows. So I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm definitely like, I'm always the odd man out. And sometimes I don't even know it because we're at the point now where all the people that like, that like I completely lost or like cut me out during 2020 2021 because i was like saying i was very very vocal about like yeah this is all bullshit like all of it and then i found out you know about the whole like so like the whole germ theory thing like that was a that one probably i got the most shit for i think (laughs) out of anything when i was like you know i i just don't even think that i don't have enough proof to even think that viruses exist at all right but we're at a point now where the people that like unfollowed me or just alienate or like just kind of push you know they they separated themselves from me i don't really see them a lot um some of them moved away some of them and and if i do see them they kind of just pretend like nothing happened but i've also gotten to know people over the last like six months or kind of just this last year really that have come to know me outside of that so like some of them don't even realize that like you know i just had like this whole like there there was a whole witch hunt against me like from like a whole, some people and <laughs> it's really interesting because a lot of them a lot of the people that i mean now are are definitely more reasonable even um even in regards to like conversations that we have around this kind of stuff and it's weird because i'm getting to know them outside of that and um but i've but i'm also navigating with a lot of people who are still just you know just kind of just take they take it as they see it but it's really weird because like a lot of them are a lot of people are just like they were just along for the ride. There were some people yeah. who were like adamant about some of it and they were very they were like cruel, you know? They were they were to the level of like cruelty with with like how they were how they were essentially trying to enforce conformity. Um but there are a lot of people that I'm seeing that I'm just like you just kind of were just along for the ride and it's really it's it's a it's really strange. And it's like I'm I, I feel very ambivalent about it because I'm at one point I'm like, well, I'm glad that I'm not around a whole bunch of zealots, you know, because I, I've kind of found myself around people who are just generally more reasonable. Um, but it does still feel a little bit weird because I know that this game's not over, you know, like I know that just because I, they said that the, the, the P word that never actually happened, um, is over, you know, the, the leader of the free world declared it over on TV, I guess. So yeah. I know that there's, you know, there's, there's, there's constantly more stuff always happening, but it's so weird to like try to communicate between those, like you said, between those boxes, you know, Mm -hmm. and like say like, Hey, you know, there's a chance that these storms aren't entirely just coincidence. And like, it's, you know, like, I mean, and that's not to say that, and you know, I, that like, that's not to say that every single storm that happens is like, came from a mad scientist's laboratory, you know, and he, he's not sitting on top of the hill and pushing the button every single time. But like there, there is something, you know, there's certain, there's a certain level of, of like, well, you, there's, you can't deny that there is an, that the increasing, you know, extremity of these 
occurrences is not is actually there's that there's not a chance that it is in some sense affected by the absolute garbage that we are pumping into the sky not we the average person but of actually a very small select group of human beings and and their minions but whatever right. you, you get what i'm saying there's a hundred different patents you can look up you know on weather weather modification so it's not like that crazy to con- to consider yeah. Um, yeah but and i've been saying from from the beginning you know like everybody flocking to like florida and texas like these two places conveniently kind of located you know to each coast um they're gonna get nailed at some point um mm-hmm. if that if that wasn't manufactured then there will be something probably at some point because if they have the means to do it they will absolutely fucking do it yeah well it, you know, what's interesting man is what you're saying there uh patrick and remy that it's this people have a hard time believing that uh, there's, you know, men behind the green curtain, so to speak. Like if you talk about flat earth, if you talk about dinosaurs or space or whatever you're talking about, they always say, I've always heard, do you know how many people would have to be in on that? And I said, okay, yeah, sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> if I would have told you five years ago that the entire world would have stayed indoors and not talked to their neighbor because they might get coughed or sneezed on, would you have believed me? How many people do you think were involved with that? Dude, maybe we a couple, it. maybe a hundred. We, we, we lived it. We saw it. We saw it happening in unison, like all the governments around the world. That's what drives me crazy. It's like you saw everybody fucking in on it. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. Yeah. Everyone, you know that you unanimously agreed that in the wide open, just right in front of everyone. Yeah. The exact same, the exact reason that people have used to deny any type of occurrence like that. Yeah. Yeah, Well, and it's, and you said earlier, like you're glad that you don't, that you don't revolve yourself around zealots. And, and I, and I've admitted this on a show, like I'm a big time video game player. I love video games. I grew up on them. Are you on COD bro? Oh, come on girlfriend. Now, come on now. (laughs) But it's like, I have, um, so I, I kind of have like a little side hustle. I, I buy and resell retro video game stuff. Um, now, part of that is I, I'm collecting stuff for my son to eventually play. Like I have, I have a Sega. I have a Dreamcast. It's my favorite system of all time. I got PlayStation 1, Nintendo 64. I got all this stuff, oh, right? That's cool. The same generation, this is, and this is on the zealot point, the same generation that said, I'll punch a Nazi in his face, also said, I don't want to see swastikas in video games because it's a microaggression. <laughs> like those are the same people during COVID said, you better wear your fucking mask yeah. because you're, you're killing somebody. I'm like, no dude, that diet Coke you're drinking is killing you. Like I'm still waiting on the winter of death to take my unvaccinated <laughs> ass out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm still waiting like, to get sick. Like, and it's these, I think what what COVID really demonstrated to a, a lot of us was that at its at the core, there was a lot of people who I, I feel like they felt so separated from society, um, and they were trying to find relevance in a big world. I don't think the world's that big, but and they found it in a group, and they agreed with the group, and they felt power in the group, and when it all went away the people that still wear masks and I'm not talking like, like if you're 80 years old and you're wearing a mask, I'm not going to be like, you know, 
loser or whatever. It's like, dude, you're <laughs> all right. I get it. You know, you're setting your ways. You've seen a couple world wars, right? You're like, I'm not going to judge you. Um, but they've, they've now become disassociated with that societal group again. And now you're seeing all different kinds of groups pop up, like people that are attempting to normalize uh, sex with children. Yeah, seems to be coming a rampant a thing right yeah. now. And I'm, it's just, yeah, it's, it, it's crazy because it would seem, I, and I've had this conversation before on the show, and this is, this is my belief. I don't even know if we have an actual operating government right now. And I'm not saying because Biden's a dipshit. Like, I'm not saying that like as, as like a, a, a rhino Republican, because I'm not a registered Republican. Or a Democrat, right? I'm a I'm a libertarian. I'm a registered libertarian, more or less. I'm a registered. Leave me the fuck alone. But I can't verify for you that we actually have a standing government. Here's what I know: I wake up every day, go to work, I come home to my family, we eat. Numbers pop up into my bank account every week. Those numbers go out; they come back in. But all I see it are people on screens telling me that the world around me is burning around. But if I look out the window, everything seems to be fine, right? Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not diminishing, of course, active things like uh, the 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 attempt of advancement of of normalizing pedophilia and uh, all these crazy groups that are out there right now. Of course, that's going on right there, right? But is is the world really on fire? Like I don't think so. I think it's their job to make you believe that constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's part, and that's part of the reason why I don't you know, take part in it because that's their, that's their job is to keep you in fear, you know, um, you know, from the smallest thing to like, Oh, you have bad breath. Try this product to, to, (laughs) you know, like the world is burning. Um, they're always trying to fucking sell you something and it's based on fear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like even, even being afraid for a good cause is like, is like a problem, you know, like, and there's a lot of people out here who are, who are, who are, slinging fear for a good cause you know so it's like yeah i do i totally i totally feel that that's something that i've experienced a lot you know over the last few months or six months or so is that especially when i you know quit my job and i just got back into gigging and teaching again i was just like oh it's like i'm not saying that everything is is like perfect and fine but that feeling of like everything's going to burn down and they're going to come and take your kids and all that. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. and I'm, that's not to say that bad stuff doesn't happen in, in, you know, I, you know what I mean? I'm not like one of these dipshit, like solipsists. That's like, well, that's not in my matrix. It's like, well, no, it's, it's, it's right. like, it happens. And there are people who are, because, you know, there were times when I was, you know, feeling some real shitty shit when I was growing up or even, you know, over the last few years. So it's like, and that was real. And, um, you know, and, and just because somebody was looking away doesn't mean that it wasn't real to them. Oh, it wasn't real to me, but, um, it's, it's like, you have to really like, you have to, you have to balance it. You have to really see, you know, what, like what's, what's actually going on, like, and what can you even do about it? Because I think the problem is that when you're on that screen, not only do you feel like the whole world is falling and crumbling around you and it's just overstimulation, you're seeing everything happen. You're feeling the pain of what the people in India are feeling right now. When something happens, you're feeling the pain of what the people in, you know, you know, pick a place 
far, far away from you, right? Like I have a really good friend who's in Puerto Rico right now, you know, with all the, with all the, um, um, you know, with all the hurricanes that just hit and, and he, and he was like going through it, you know, and he's, he still is there dealing with it. I mean, he's, he's, his family's safe. He's, he's good. Um, but I would have heard about it and I would have been like, Hey, you know, you need help on something, but like, it feels like you're like there and you're feeling this. And then, so not only does it make you feel that pain and the stress and like, and everything that's going on, you know, on every corner and every place that you could see in Australia and England and here and here, but it also makes you feel like sort of like you can fix it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. Like, or, and if not, if you, that you can, but that you're supposed to from here. Right. And maybe that's just me. Maybe mm -hmm. I'm speaking to myself. And if mm -hmm. that's just the case, then great. Like, I'm glad no, I learned true. that. But... And, and you feel frustrated because you can't. Mm -hmm. right. And I think that a lot more people than me just felt that. And, 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 you know, it really, that's on kind of both sides of the, of the, the, I guess the, the, the dichotomy a little bit, right? Like people who were like, yo, wear your masks, like, get vaccinated all this stuff oh sorry is that a bad word you could bleep <gasps> it out no. all, all the people that were like wear your mask do this do this do that they felt like if they went on the internet and raged hard enough then they would then they it would stop right it would stop all of the people the, the bad people from doing it and it, it it didn't but i don't know which is weird though because i mean to a certain extent like so the people that weren't going to do it didn't do it right but there were so many people who were who were complying and who were you know acting along with it and that's that's what it's like really when it comes down to is the actions define it but my last point before i you know go too far on this tangent is that you know within this uh you know that that feeling of like like i need i need to do this and i need to do that like i think that really when it comes down to is like you can't like you can't do anything other than what you can do with yourself, you know? And like, and the, the problem is that what really leads to that feeling of like, I need to do this. I'm seeing this happen here is it sort of feeds into this, what I think is a false, the false ideology of collectivism. You're not part of a collective, you know, nobody's part of a collective. Even a community is, is an abstract for individuals working together, you know, with, within uh, harmonious, harmonious, you know, interactions like, and, a family, I mean, you could say is, is, is the closest thing that you have to an actual collective, but that's still individuals, right? Like, I mean, if you have, you're, you're anybody, you know, who's in a, who's in a, a monogamous relationship to, um, to any, you know, relatively standard degree knows that those individuals still have to be strong individuals to actually have like a, a, a strong foundation, even within just two people having a relationship. So, you know, extend that further how how terrible of a relationship are you going to have when your entire identity is based off of what group you're part of right mm -hmm. and that's what i think really poisoned people um in kind of all areas of it right like it wasn't even just the normies right like it was there was some some i guess you could say toxic collectivism from a, a lot more than from pretty much everybody and i think that maybe by design perhaps i think that yeah divide that was, and conquer you know mm -hmm. yeah yeah Sure, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, I'll say this too. I've even ran that scenario around in my head. Um, and, and uh, I'm, I'm assuming I'm the only father in this. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I don't have a, in this three way here that we yeah, know of, right. Yeah. That, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, like you're saying, Remy, like your family is the closest thing to a group. 
right? But it's on an individualistic basis. So I came from, I came, we came from a generation, at least I did, as far as values go. A man has certain responsibilities. Like, and I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody who's like this, but like there's certain things that I just think a man does not do, right? Like I, I love whiskey, right? It's part of our show. It's part of our ta- staple. I like beer. Like, I don't think dudes should drink Trulies. Like, I, you know, it, maybe it's just this old <laughs> mentality that like I was raised with, you know, but like, I also, I'm an electrician. My dad worked construction. So like, it's this hyper masculinity thing that I have just in, ingrained in me. Right. And, and, but, but my point is, is that let's just say tomorrow fucking red dawn takes place. Right. Right. I, we got plenty of, we have, we have storable food. We have all that. We have weapons. We have ammunition. I would try to help my neighbors, but none of my neighbors will ever come before my wife and my son. I don't care how bad it gets. And that's just a realization that, that, um, that I have. And I've ran that scenario around in my head a couple of times that, um, and, and, and maybe it's the same for you guys. Like maybe not your children, but your, your significant other, your spouse, whoever it may be, or even at the very end yourself. You know what I'm saying? Um, depending on that connection that you have with that other person, but um, and tribalism was like the greatest downfall of of mankind, right? Because yeah. you see, it in sport, and I love sports, man. I got fucking hockey players posted behind me and all this stuff. Like, I love hockey. I'm, I'm a 49er fan. I watch football, but it doesn't go past that for me. But I'm not like most people. We're not like most people. I'm not like most people. Like. Dude, if my teams lose, I'm like, fuck, got to go to work tomorrow. Got to be a dad. Like it doesn't, I'm not like, you know, so like, I'm not going to fight somebody because they have like the wrong Jersey on because they're not part of my (laughs) tribe or whatever. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's like my, my son's um, godparents that live out here. They're both vaccinated. I'm not like you fucking retards. Never again. Are you a lot of I'm like, no, dude, you're my, you're my, you're my kid's godparents. We can still kick it. Yeah. And that's stuff that was happening for sure. You know, from our side too. the tribalism, man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was going to these dinner parties, you know, they would have them like every weekend or something. And then the guy who was, who would send out the emails started saying like only unvaccinated. And I was like, (laughs) Yeah, I was like, yeah, bro, was... like you you realize that you're you're doing the same shit, right? Like that's not it's not oh, cool. I just Yeah, I stopped going because it was like that's fucking retarded, dude. Like what, what are you doing? Like, you if somebody vaccinated to wants house. to come, they should be able to come like so you can act like if that means they're, you know, they're cool. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's I tried I tried to like I tried to stay consistent with that because like I was like, you know, fundamental principles are the whole reason why I'm frustrated by this whole thing. Right. So how could I I, I had to like, rem, you know, kept reminding myself like I'm, I can't you can't you can't like betray the exact thing that you're that you're talking about yeah. is the problem here. Yeah. And I think that once you that's it's easy to do that when you no longer see yourself as an individual responsible for yourself, because then you're no longer gauging your actions. You're you're just saying, oh, what do we do? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we do this now. And it's like and when it's it's a we do this thing, then you end up. Yeah. No, I think it's a good point, though, is what you said also, by the way, about um, saying like, you know, like, yeah, nobody's going to come before the the unit, you know, mm-hmm. like. But I mean, I'm not going to like 
I'm not gonna like go out of my way and like screw people over. I'm yeah, do right by people like that's you right. Know, like it's not like it's not like oh I I will be you know principled and moral with you, but I will you know slit throats over here. It's like no, that's my my system is is, right. is a simple system of yeah of, of you know universal moral natural reason and law. Like that's 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 how I'm gonna operate and right but, yeah common yeah, law. It, it, yeah, <laughs> it's it's like it's very very easy. To, to betray that when you when you ex- externalize yourself into a an abstract group because the reason why is because the group doesn't really even exist so you're yeah. gonna end up you're gonna end up trying to build a castle on clouds because there's no there's no foundation there to begin with but yeah yeah hey Jimi Hendrix said it man castles build on sand fall in the sea eventually you know oh yeah nice yeah boom it's a good quote thank you I didn't say it, but you know, it's to me. Do you do you guys think that um <laughs> that that more people have woken up and become more cognizant of like the the whole scam? Or I mean, sometimes when I start thinking that they that they have, I realize how much they haven't. So I wondered, you know, what your perceptions uh, were. Um. If I can start, I would say that it, yes and no, but it's hard to gauge that, right? And I had a conversation with um, a guy named Gordon Roxford. He's the host of a show called Those Conspiracy Guys. He he came in on our show and did our 100th episode with us. Um, One of the inspirations for us starting our show, very well knowledgeable guy. He's been doing it for years. It's his full-time job. And it's hard to gauge that because... For somebody like myself, I'll use myself as the example. I've been in conspiracies for 20 plus years now, right? 9-11 woke me up, but I was 12 when it happened. I didn't question what the narrative was until I was 18. So for me, if I see someone questioning um, COVID, for example, because it was the recent thing that just took place, right? That we all went through and experienced in our own ways. But then I'll see them say like, absolutely, we landed on the moon. I can't say to them like, you're an idiot, right? Because I can't gauge them on my perception of what I have experienced through 20 years of research, right? Mm -hmm. They're just reading the prologue. I'm on chapter 19. You know what I mean? I don't think that's a fair comparison. Um, I feel like a lot of people are starting to observe the world through a different lens. Um, I just wonder how they can't, you know? Yeah. And it's, I think it's that, that individual bias of the knowledge that we all have right Mm. through, through, through that. At at least I can say that for myself, you know, Um, because it's so funny. Like I, uh, I saw a post by somebody who, who runs an Instagram page, a female and she's very much so in in the same communities that we are right and her thing is like turmeric and causing the turmeric is the end all be all cure all right i don't think that's the end all be all i'm sure there's many beneficial things to it but she made a post about like men watching sports is so ridiculous to her because it's the equivalent of bread and circus of course sports entertainment of any sort is bread and circus obviously it is yeah 
But I've yet to see a photo of this woman who she's never not been in full makeup with a top down photo of her clavage. So I'm like, clavage. you like that? It's, yeah, it's Italian. <laughs> I think. Um, I'm like, so, but I, but I view that and I'm like, that's not a very fair comparison, right? Just because somebody might enjoy sports on the weekend, like you're comparing them to the masses that were vaxxed up, masked up, you know, uh, no, that's avoiding so- their neighbor. Like that's, that's a very trivial thing in, in my mind. And, and, um, but I can't, I can't like, ostracize that individual for making that that one thing because but, I, I run in a different circle you know what i mean you, you can't stop living though this is what a lot of people don't understand it's like and i get these comments too like oh video games are bad don't play video games or netflix is terrible and like i i mean i totally understand that if you don't want to give your money to netflix and but like you know movies are bad like i you have to you you still need to escape like from from this shitty reality once in a while right like i like to jump on call of duty and and shoot some animated characters and that's how i like you know that's how i relax yeah, and i like your, to watch yeah, a, a movie or or a series once in a while and it's you know you can't stop living so like the the point is to like realize what these things are and their detrimental effects and use them correctly if you're going to use them but it doesn't mean you have to like just go you know off the freaking grid so to speak right mm-hmm. yeah i think you just like know your threshold and i think right. that like i don't i don't i personally I, this is i kind of see like i think that the elite whatever they are the the you know the people who largely the the, the fairly large but relative but I mean, relatively small percentage of people who run these shows and run these games and they, you know, they, they do, I think they do a risk benefit analysis of stuff like this. And I think that they probably know that there's going to be some collateral damage and the collateral damage in their, in their case is that some people are going to recognize the game, you know? Yeah. But I think that, that the question is, well, is it going to, is it going to, is it going to go past that, um, you know, that, that tipping point? Are, are we going to wake up so many people wake up so many people that it's going to breach that percentage that would require that would actually change things. And mm-hmm. I think that I think that maybe there's like a, a margin of people that are now maybe more aware of um, the I guess the the theater of, of life or the, the corruption that that is really at the core of the control system. Um I don't think that very many people really have gotten down to the really simple um, and like basic fundamental root causal factors of that, which is why we're not really seeing a fundamental change. So it's like, I think that some people kind of snapped out of it. I think that, and I've met, I think more of them because I was putting myself in that circle more, but, but there are certain things though, that this is kind of an interesting thing is that like, there are certain ways that I still relate to people who actually aren't very, conspiracy or aware of conspiracy conspiratorial um you know functions of life but i i have like genuine um connections with that are significant and that actually um are not irrelevant to recognizing and and moving oneself into the direction of of um you know attaining or establishing a more uh you know principled morally grounded and effectual lifestyle there's some people that i do meet that 
you know, I will say though that there there's a couple people that that I I not only vibe with on on the level of music, but also are aware that there are some shifty things going on. Um, I don't, but it's not much more. I think that there are people who are kind of aware, but they're just they're just just kind of scratching the surface. And I think, I mean, any amount is good, but I don't think it's an I don't think that it it was enough to like fundamentally fundamentally like alter the the course. I think that it slowed it down a little bit because people got pretty loud. And I would say that it wasn't insignificant because there was a very small percentage of people in comparison to the rest of the world that were like, nope, not happening. And I think that that was enough to, to where like, it's like, okay, we're going to maybe chill for a couple months or maybe a year, who knows? But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that there was like a, I, I, I think that this idea that there's like a great awakening <laughs> is like, yeah. I'm yeah, just not, I'm, it, it's a hard, it's a hard sell. Cause it's like all it takes is for them to back off for everyone to just kind of get back in that rhythm of not paying attention and kind of going with the flow and they'll wait a few years and kick something <laughs> off. And they're like, Oh my God, everyone stop driving internal combustion engine cars, you know, yeah. or whatever it may be the next time. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever the next, next game is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, uh, maybe we can wrap it up with this uh, question. Cause I wanted to ask you guys, do you think it's, they're going to try to continue this COVID narrative or are they going to move on to something else? I mean, it does seem like with the, with the big virus pandemic thing that they do it big like every hundred years or so right May, mm-hmm. do you think it's like an every hundred years type of thing or will they just like now that they have this stranglehold with with covid that they will you know wait a few months or something or wait for winter and and continue it or will it be like on an endemic level like just like kind of a new flu where do you guys see this going i don't know man i think that i think that these things are especially okay so like if you study the way that um the way that trauma works with the mind right and what kind of behavioral consequences occur with trauma and trauma triggers i think that um the programming is set in right and it has been for some time so this was a big one to kind of like re uh you know, reintegrate that programming at a, at a high level again. Right. So it's yeah. keeping people kind of in the general paradigm of, 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 you know, pharmaceutical worship and, and, you know, basic, like this, like, you know, the, the, um, the, the, the false father and the false mother archetype of the government and the, and the, 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 the fake caretaker of the, of the, um, you know, um, the pharmaceutical medical system, which I think they, they kind of play these roles of like a, uh, an archetypal father and mother. And, and that programming is deeply seeped into people. And the trauma was to kind of like re like rebury it, you know, to like make sure that it's, 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 it's strong. And I think that they'll probably just do little things just to keep that. I remember that one time a couple of years ago yeah. when that thing happened, remember that you don't want that to happen again, you right. know? So it's like, it'll keep people in line enough um, but I, I think that they have to kind of change subjects every once in a while yeah. just so that like, so that it's not too obvious, even though it's bloody obvious. And the like, fatigue, like, I think a lot of people are fatigued, you know, mm-hmm. even if they believe yeah. it, they're and just so tired it, of it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look at how, look at how, how, uh, again, to the idea of trauma and, and like, think about how prisoners are treated, right? They still let them go take a nap. Mm-hmm. right you know they still let them sleep at night they're gonna still let it they're okay cool you've Yard had enough time. especially if you watch like how yeah you know like 
So I, I don't think that, I think that maybe in maybe, I don't know, who knows, maybe, maybe 15 years or something, or maybe 10 years or something, but I, it's definitely, I think that they just are, are, it's just a constant. And that's what I realized during, during this, after it kind of happened, I'm like, oh, it's, it's just like, they just have to, like, it has to be, they have to sustain it. Like, yeah. uh, because, you know, it can't happen all at once. So it's like chipping away at it little by little. So I think that they'll just keep reinstituting all of the primal fears and making sure that people stay afraid of those so that they stay, you know, stay trapped in that, in that mental slavery, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I, it's an interesting question because um, if you would have asked me two years ago, I would have said COVID's never going to end. But now looking, looking at it, I think COVID was a very important um, ritual for, for the elites, right? You know, our Illuminati, right? Remy 33, bro, our Illuminati <laughs> our buddies, our home homies <laughs> about to jump off this call and get on with them. Let them know what's going on. Yeah. Um, it was a very important thing for them because I, you know how they changed the definitions the past couple years of, oh, you're not fully vaccinated unless you've been shot 48 times or what, you know, whatever the fuck, like. <laughs> Because, you know, in my company that I used to be with, they were asking about, like, are you vaccinated? And I'm like, I'm not taking your questionnaire. I just so happen to be in a skilled trade. I'm a journeyman. So I made it very clear to my wife, like, I will fucking quit my job, but I'll have a job tomorrow, especially because nobody wants to go to work anymore. So but I'm, I'm very fortunate in that in that aspect. Not everybody has that ability. Right. So I feel very fortunate. But um, I, I don't necessarily think they changed the definition of being fully vaccinated on a whim i think they were trying to get the most exact number to figure out what the tribes lie and we saw this with monkeypox oh god monkeypox no one cared except for gay dudes (laughs) i guess no one cared about monkeypox, right so they go okay the line in the sand has been drawn, and we know where society as a whole lies we have this many people that went and got the first shot and then the second shot and then the third shot. We have this many people that got the first shot. Maybe they're lying in the weeds. And then we had people say that, like, like I say, I'd rather get a catheter put in by Edward Scissorhands than get the fucking shot. <laughs> right. Like, I'll take my chances there. Right. So they so they needed that definition to change to figure out where society lays. But now they know that a virus isn't going to work anymore. Because they tried it with monkeypox. Right. They tried it with Delta and uh phi kappa gamma or whatever the fuck the other one was they tried it with all these so variants fraternity yeah whatever for you know like i'm really sad in the yard and shit variant didn't catch on yeah well, yeah i know right i've been <laughs> stomping the yard with my clan but it's it just didn't work and i think yeah. the next one maybe it's next year maybe it's five years ten years they got to spread it out just yeah. like they did with like y2k didn't work right Dude, i survived that. y2k bro Remember that oh, terrifying yeah. day when the fucking mm-hmm. computers reset? Oh, I was ter- I was so scared, man. So Y2K didn't work. 9-11 really worked, right? And then really nothing happened for a long time. Hmm. Sure, there's some false flags here and there. It was Yeah, things, it was like those right? little like things little, here and there. Little pop-up, yeah. see what we can mess with. Um, and then a virus came around. <laughs> All right, that that worked immensely well now people like you said are are fatigued about it the line has been drawn we know where society lands um so what's the next thing there's a instagram page that i follow called real news no bullshit i love it because objective of what they do is just share news 
I don't swing left. I don't swing right. People have asked the guy that runs the page, give us your opinion. He goes, no, that defeats the purpose of what I'm doing. I'm just giving you information as it's being reported. Do what you will with it. I have no dog in the fight. Uh, And they were talking about the capital of Kiev. The city council has started administrating. um, What's that? Sodium ionide pills or whatever for you take a pill and you don't like grow a third arm. If there's like a nuclear fallout or whatever. Um, And and I was talking to boy about it earlier. He's like, I bet you the next false flag is right before the election. And it possibly has to be something greater, something scarier than a virus. What would that be? Possible nuclear war, possible, possible third world war. Um, They have a lot of options for sure. They they do. And it depends on how long they spread this out because uh, they're coming out of a fierce cycle is I guess we can call it that. Right. So they know that they have this many people that will absolutely sign up for this shit. How many fucking people do you know that live in this country that were flying a flag of another country, the Ukraine, that can't even point it out on a map? <laughs> right. Yeah. So they know they have that many people. Could it be next year? Could it be five years? Yeah, absolutely. I There's just think that they have 2030, to, right? 2030. Yeah. Um, California is talking about no no gas powered vehicles past like 2036 or something like that. Right. So they have to do something else, but they got to change it. They've got to switch the narrative. It can't be another climate, virus because no one cares. Climate change is going to be a big one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They seem they seem to like because I, I can tell by the way Facebook like regulates the posts on that that it's yeah. really important to them. And but all of these things are are means to an end, you know, like which like with like the whole, you know, the whole virus thing. Like I I knew in 2014, end of 2014, that there was going to be some virus related fuckery that was going to be happening soon. I, and I got out of California. I was like, Yo, I got to bounce. I got to get out of here. Gang, gang, so I moved. gang, gang. And I was like, I was like, I know this is going to go down. Maybe this is the one. And it wasn't that one. It was like a few years later, but, um, I was, I was, you know, right on the thing, but my timeline was a little bit off anyway. It, it's a means to an end, right? So it's like, it wasn't just so that they can get the world scared of of a, a thing that actually was never proven to exist. It wasn't just that they should be afraid of illness. It was all of the little things that they moved and got all the little moving pieces that they got implemented during that time period. Some of which were the biometrics, you know, yeah, a, a, a closer move to biometrics a closer move to, um, you know, uh, a, a, a power grid and a control grid that's entirely controlled um, under the guise of of so-called sustainability and all of these things, right? Mm-hmm. It was the smart cities and the internet of things, which has to do with the bio, you know, the biometrics. Like, it's all these little things, you know, it's all these little, these little parts. And, and so, you know, however they can package that, whatever, whatever, you know, whatever spoonful of sugar they need to give you to make that medicine go down, that's going to be how they play it. And I think that it's, it's a, it's a, it's a combination of, of like predictive programming and like setting the stage previous to it occurring and also gauging to see how people are responding to it in real time so that they can decide, okay, are we going to go with this one or that one or this one? And, And to what degree? And like, it's very, very, um, it's very intricate planning, you know, like it's, it's engineered in a very methodical way. So I think that 
it, it really, if you know what the end goal is, then it's like, of course, you know, the, 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 the costume will change or the, mm-hmm. you know, whatever yeah. little thing that they decide to, to package it up in will can change from, you know, you know, decade to, you know, year to year or whatever it is. But I think that realizing that it's an, it means to an end and the end is to maintain the system of, of the current system of slavery that is and has been going on for a long time, you know, for sure. And yep. it's important, important point. Like, yeah, with these big events though, no matter what, it's like they drag a net and sort of like, there's always like a residual, you know, there's always these, these things that they put in place that remain right. Nine mm-hmm. 11, you know, they got the extra security measures and the airports and, you know, yeah. um, they got their war for however many years. Like 20 so or 15 years or years. Yeah. Um, there's always the, the, the residuals. Um, and those are the things that they need in place for like the next one. Or, you know, mm-hmm. it's like th- th- this cult is very slow and methodical. Mm-hmm. They will take however many years they need to get mm-hmm. everything in place to have to be gods on this earth. That mm-hmm. that is the ultimate goal. And I think yeah. we are we are seeing that incrementally take place throughout, yeah. you know, from decade to decade. Yeah, I I want to say this, and then I'm, I, I know Patrick, you said you wanted to end the show. Um, so there there's a lot of movies that tell a lot of truths out there, right? Uh, music does the same thing. Hell, video games do it, man. Uh, Patrick, if you've have you guys ever played um, Metal Gear Solid? Oh, Jesus, Metal Gear Solid Two: Sons of Liberty. Way back in the day, I played one of those, but I don't remember. Okay. It was on like PlayStation 2. Or yeah, yeah, PlayStation yeah. 2. Yeah. yeah. If you go go look up, you can look it up on YouTube. Go look up that game, President's Speech, right? Hideo Kojima is the creator of that game. That dude's on another one. And that guy talks about the election, and he was like, well, I saw you got, you got elected. He's like, dude, that was rigged, homie. He's like... <laughs> This stuff is planned out way ahead of time. Like you think you elect presidents. That's adorable. (laughs) Right. And then at the end of the game, there's this thing where there's these guys called the Patriots and they're nine individuals that they make all the decisions, but they've never had their photos taken. And supposedly they've been dead for 20 years. It's, it's a fascinating concept, but all these things that are are, uh, people that, that, that are kind of in the know that try to let some of these things out, I think definitely exist out there. But there's a movie called The Conspiracy. It was released in 2012. Um, it's definitely a, talking about. a B movie. Yes, I, yes. I cannot watch that movie unless I've been drinking or I'm, I've smoked a joint. Didn't the guy die or get killed? The dude that was wearing the mask at the end? You, the, the creator, the director, or whatever. Right? Yeah, so yeah. I think you can watch it for free on Tubi, maybe. Uh, I encourage everyone to watch that movie. It's it's kind of like if they took all the conspiracies, wrapped them up into one and made a movie about it. Um, but it's really, really good. And the reason I bring that up is because it it sounds corny almost when you watch the movie and you think about it afterwards. Like, no, there's not a giant cabal of people that are doing this. It's like, yeah, of course. there, But there is, though. Like I just heard an ad on Spotify when I was listening to music today at work about because it's local, it's localized, right? So I hear ads for Kansas, stuff going on in Kansas, whatever. Dude, this chick popped on there and was like, did you know 
that the Kansas government has been fluoridating water for 75 years? Did you know that also fluoridated water helps with cavity and tooth decay? Find out more about the benefits of drinking fluoridated water. And I'm like, oh, so now they're just admitting it. Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? So um, uh, to wrap up that point about uh, the idea of oh, so many people have to be on it. Like, nah, dude, not really, bro. Not really, man. Like, like I'm an electrician, right? So I know the intricates of, of my trade and how it works. Could I tell you what electricity is? No clue. No clue. I have no idea. Remy's the man to talk, talk to about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm highly into that stuff. Anyway, dig anyway, it. It's a good, it's yeah. I, I see. I, I know. I, 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 I totally understand your point though. Right. Like you don't have to have a whole bunch of people in on it. You just have a, have to have a whole bunch of people who don't question the steps. And the methods, yeah. right? Was it was it was it Carnegie? I forget who it was. It said like, I don't want a generation of workers. I want a generation of, or I don't want a generation of free thinkers. I want a generation of workers. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. It might have been Carnegie. I forget who, or Kissinger. Maybe I forget who it was. Something but. like yes, yeah, some one of those, one of those ancient people who like lived way longer than they need to. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like why public school. Like when the bell rings, you get up, and you mm-hmm. go to the next one. Yeah, because when the bell rings at the factory, it's lunchtime. And when the exactly. bell rings like, again, you go back like to work. Pavlov's dog, right? Yeah, dog, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but on kind of, you know, I, also I know you do want to wrap up, so I, I wanted to comment on the last kind of two points that you also commented on. So the idea, like, first of all, that like these people are very, very patient, right? And so people will say, well, why would they participate in something that that they don't even get to see happen? It's like, well, they do get to see it happen in real time in the sense that they get to they're 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 reaping the they're reaping the fruits of the uh, of their power you know they're reaping the benefits of their power at this time so yeah. they don't have to wait for the whole thing to play out they can sit there and laugh at you know just feeling you know more clever than the average person i think that that's why it's like why are they so patient well because they they do get things right now from it even if they don't see the the ultimate outcome you know it's a pride thing you can make a person do something if they're if they're proud of themselves and they have enough like you know if they if they worship themselves enough they'll do something that they'll never see come to fruition just to say that they did it just to say because like they think that their pride will outlive their body almost in a sense and i think that that's something to think about but also um you um had mentioned you know kind of like they, they there's these always like little bit of leftover stuff that you see once um uh you know once something happens like there's like there's a conflict there's a large large scale thing and then certain stuff kind of leaves behind yeah um something that i've been kind of seeing happen that i don't think people are really paying attention to and i think in in the right way is I, there's a lot and this might this might I don't know how you guys will feel about this I'll just say it though there's a lot of people who started to sort of lean more right wing during this who were like rebelling and they're getting they were getting a lot more like you know uh, I th- I think that that sort of like counter camaraderie kicked in a little bit but I'm something that I'm seeing a lot of is this idea of like securing the borders and stuff like that right and a lot of people who like are like, yeah, like, you know, they're the, the corrupt politicians during this and this and that. And then they're just letting the borders open, open wide. And so like, I think that this is a dialectic. So I, I do want to point this out because this is like looking at the next steps, right? The next steps are going to be, a, are going to be like a counter 
to what happened recently. And that's going to be like what the, it's going to go the opposite direction. Cause it always, it always ping pongs, you know, it always slingshots from one side of the neck. Yeah, so yeah. that's, that's just one, that's just one example, right? Like the idea of like the, Oh, they're opening up the borders while the, you know, and then all the people who, who, who like, were like anti, you know, COVID restrictions are going to be like, are going to try to get their people in and shut the borders down and all that stuff. And it's like, well, when you have when you have a fence built around a nation or a wall, then you know that's just as much to keep you in as yep. it is to keep people out. Yeah, so it's right. like this, you know, it's like this dialectic. And I, I think that right now, a smart thing for people to do who kind of did kind of snap out of it a little bit would to be like question the counterscript that they were given because if they were given a counterscript, there's a chance that it's being used to set you up for something later as well. You know, yes. and I think that yeah. that's I think that that's something that people got to be really, um, you know, diligent about because because what you think, you know, if you don't really question the f- core essence of that thing that you're presenting as a solution and it ends up actually being just part of it again, then you're going to end up, you know, regretting it later and maybe feeling feeling know, like ousted a little bit. I know I've done that before. I thought I was fighting the system when I was, you know, involved in the decolonized movement. And I turned out, turns out it's just another Marxist thing, you know? So uh, just as an example, but anyway, yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's my, my last comment. Well said. Or one of my last, if, if that's how you want to wrap it up. Good well points. Said. Good well points. Said. Yes. Important, important to be cognizant of those things. Yeah. I definitely realized a little too late, like, oh shit, there's a wall going up around our country. Yeah. <laughs> um. And and I, I want to say, I, I want to speak real quick on that. Yeah. Um, Cause it's like, we've talked about it on our show about the, you know, an open border, especially with one of our third member is actually a, uh, an, a police officer that, and they and boy and Chris both live in San Diego, so he deals with this stuff first, firsthand. Um, and it's not so much about like securing our border because like we don't want fucking anybody coming in here. No, dude, I don't give a fuck who comes here. I do worry about the level of drug trafficking and child trafficking that takes place and human trafficking that would which has already surpassed the illegal arms deal and it's set to to uh, surpass the drug trade is human trafficking, right? There's more slaves now than there mm-hmm. was when it was legal, uh, yeah, legal. Right. Um, so that's something I worry about, but I also like, I see, I see the red wave coming, right? I see it like it's going to happen. Right. And that's not necessarily a good thing. Right. Just because like, cause I have conservative ideas, I, I, ideologies that I subscribe to, like I'm against abortion, not because I don't think in a woman's rights of choice, like to choose, but because I know who Margaret Sanger is mm. like yeah. that, like that ideology hasn't changed. They just mm-hmm. masked it in a different way. Right. So it's hard to align yourself with these things, but that's a great point because you have to be aware. You have to be vigilant of the counter script they're giving like, dude, wait till DeSantos gets in. I'm like, yeah, oh, dude, Christ, DeSantis. Yeah. I- I'm that's- not saying I hate the guy. Right. No, but I don't trust the guy. They're all full of mm. shit, dude. That's one thing that drives me crazy is like they jumped from Trump <laughs> to friggin DeSantis and they're doing the same thing. Like people still believe in Trump after he pushed fucking vaccines on them. Like these people have no brains. DeSantis, yeah. go go look up who DeSantis works for. I've done posts on it. OK, oh, yeah. Yeah. DeSantis works yeah, for a very special uh, 
Special interest. Yeah, groups. special interest. <laughs> or, or yeah, or what about that one-eyed butt pirate in Texas? Fucking Dan Crenshaw, that rhino piece oh, of yeah, shit. Oh, yeah, that guy's a joke. Oh, yeah. Dude, nobody in government is your friend. That's one thing I try to constantly impress upon people. None of them are your friend. I mean, even after Trump, like right after Trump, you could see DeSantis um, taking on all the mannerisms that Trump did. Yeah. Like he yeah. tried to really Fuck mirror Trump. Like it was a psychological <laughs> thing, like trying to sub mm-hmm. people in. And now he's like the golden boy. Everybody's going to vote for DeSantis. The fuck out of here, bro. Like yeah. you people never learn. You know what I mean? There's the New Yorker. Yeah. There it is right there. <laughs> fuck out of here. You fucking <laughs> dude. I, I can't. dig it. I can't you know, take you know, it on that point of like, right. You have this idea. So this is why I think it's important to kind of like look at all the angles, right? It's like, you're saying like, there's like there's human trafficking, like, you know, like crazy, right. That's happening here too. You know what I mean? Like, and like, this is the thing It's like, if we think like, we think that what, that we're going to get the government to take care of that, the government that is literally the biggest like human traffickers on the planet, they're not going to stop that. And if, and if they're using that as the bait to get you to trust them, then that's what I mean. It's like, yeah, let's, Let's, you know, right. Let's take, let's take a breather here. I don't think right. that, I don't think that the Republicans are going to, who are also, you know, uh, uh, the ones who are, they know, they know what's going to get people, you know, they know what's going to get people on, on the train. And yeah, yeah they, that, that, the, that's the whole system that just let, that just let that entire client list slip into obscurity of, you know, <laughs> right. You know, we know a client list sometimes. And we about. saw them yeah. constantly flip flip-flop back and forth you know like where was their loyalty like they went against trump they went again i mean they, like it doesn't matter it's whoever pays them they don't mm-hmm. give a shit they're there they're theater that's what the legal system the political system is it's the it's the new form of slavery after they took the chains off people they came up with this one this is the new mm-hmm. system of slavery where you don't fucking realize you're a slave yeah. yeah. Wait till you talk about My birth certificates, Patrick. Damn, dude. <laughs> you talk you talk to uh who was it, Robert Michael, right? You know. Yeah. Uh no, I actually didn't talk to Robert Michael. He had to reschedule talk- and then we we just Oh, right, because he got uh jailed the, or whatever. Something. Um, yeah, oh no, 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 I'm sorry. We did. He did go to jail. He did go yes, to jail. Yeah, he yeah, got he out did. and he came on I our show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um have you talked to Pete Stone? Pete Stone was who I was thinking of. He's okay. in England, right? Yes. Yeah, that's who we haven't set up yet because of the time difference. We're trying to figure out a time. Uh, um, yeah, you got to talk to Pete another, Stone, dude. He's great. That's a whole nother rabbit hole, baby. Oh, yeah. Get into it. Get into it. <laughs> Although you can go even deeper than that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Right, know. right, right. All right. Well, you guys can hang out, but I'm going to end the recording here just because I don't know how I'm going to fit this all into any platform. But um, <laughs> thank you guys for uh <laughs> For coming by it was a great discussion i hope we do it again uh yeah. if you're watching this on uh anywhere you can leave a comment feel free to leave one and let us know how you how you liked it what you think um if you're not subscribed please subscribe tell your mom and dad share it with your friends that would be awesome um on subscribe star now i just started it um see how that goes i'm uh posting like all my little short films and stuff there early for people who want to subscribe uh, check it out. Um, that'd be swell. Um, let us know where, where they can find you big country. Uh, yeah, man. I want to, want to say thanks. This, this was a great conversation, by the way, we went from like flat earth to vaccine oh, yeah, to dinosaurs, to COVID. <laughs> I was crazy <laughs> oh, to yeah. open borders. You know what I mean? Um, 
So I'm one of three hosts of the show called Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracy Podcast. We're available on almost all podcasting platforms. Um, you can watch the video version on Spotify, uh, also on Rockfin uh, and Rumble. Um, we release the show every Friday at uh, 10.30 a.m. Central Time. Um, and once a month, we do a live show that is live on Rockfin and Twitch. It's it's free um, to check those out. Um, Instagram, we're not on Twitter. We don't have a TikTok. We were banned off YouTube. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, reach out to us if you want to know anything. If you want to come on the show, have an idea. We, we'd love to talk to you. And uh, these are always fun. So I'm, I'm glad I did it. And, and hopefully we'll do it again. Hell yeah, man. It'd be awesome. Remy, you got anything you want to plug? uh yeah i mean i got another me and uh me and chad kilgore got another arcane liberation thing in the works another episode that we're planning to record next this or next week so arcane liberation radio you know do that occasionally um eventually i'm I'm working on a lot of music right now mainly though but that's it you know if anybody's interested in those topics we, we do have a few episodes up there of the kind of the fundamental the basics the 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 stuff that i think most of you know, most of, of all of the things that I've talked to kind of talked about boiled, boiled down to. So if anybody's interested, Arcane Liberation Radio, Spotify, Apple Music, yada, yada. It's good stuff. Um, I will put the links in the in the descriptions and stuff for people who want to check those out. Thanks again, fellas. Thank uh, you. Have a good night. Thank you.